Peace, y'all. What's up? It's your boy, Eru, host of the Dianix podcast. Uh, Rocket Solo today, doing a regular Dianix stuff. But I do have a guest. I've got my man, Cully. It's been a long time coming. Me and him should have been did a podcast together, man. Let me just pop him up in here without further ado. What's good, man? Yo, yo. What it do, man? So what I want to know, what is what took this so long? What took so long for you to, for you to get on, on the show with me, man? One word, man. I could just say timing. Yeah. Just time. You know what's funny too? When you, like lately, when you when you when you and stay beyond, man, I be coming home from school. I go to school in the city. I be on the train. I don't know service. I can't say nothing, man. I can't even watch the show how I want to, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the grind of New York City, man. Like like right now, I literally just came in the crib. You know, did something with with the kids, whatever. Next thing you know, I'm sitting here and I'm talking to you. You know, you know that's that's how it always goes. Yes, yeah, that's the New York life, yo. It's like you never sleep. New yeah. York. Yeah, shout out to State man. State, you know, he does it from the from the from work. He's actually working in between shifts and between assignments and stuff like that. He comes on and talk three, four hours while he, while he's getting paid. You know what I'm saying? Bro, that's what motivated me when when I when I first seen y'all going on, man. That's what motivated me because I'm in school for I don't know what he what he does. I just I guess nurse. I don't know what he does, but I'm in school for that for surgical. So it's like it's motivational. I be seeing him in the scrubs. I'm like, yo, that's I'm like, that's what's up. This homie got on scrubs. I'm like, that's what's up, yo. Still yeah. at work in the, in the in the emergency room, you know what I mean? Yeah. At the clerk's desk, just live with it, man. That's dope, man. Talking about Nick's, it's like everybody, everybody in New York has a job. <laughs> we all working, we doing something. We have a grind. We have some type of grind, you know. Yeah, that's what. You know, shout out, shout out to all the Nick's content creators out there, but there's not there's not really many out there from New York. Everybody's from from out of state, so out of state, you just tend to have more time. You know, the cost of living is a little different. Right. You know, there's never, there's not really nothing to do. So guys just have time to be out there doing podcasts. But just for us, it's a little bit different. You know, that's why, you know, I keep my minds as, as like, you know, low budget as possible. You know what I'm saying? Just to, just for my own sanity. You know what I'm saying? But I, I enjoy it. And you know, I know you enjoy it too, man. You know, like, like I said, it's been too long, you know, but wait, when you feel, um, waiting to get this together, man. And salute, salute, um, Anuti25. Salute Geraldine. How hope all is well with y'all. Geraldine is a day one, right? I mean, you said that before. Yeah, Geraldine, she's been on um, rocking with me from from for a long ass time, man. You know, yeah. shout out to everybody because these these guys are on everybody's show, always contributing. It's very important for the culture. I say, you know, like you know, I, I you know, this is my podcast. You got your own thing going on, but outside people in the comments, people on Twitter, and all this other stuff, this is all a part of the culture. Um, we got to eliminate, you know, the demons, the freaking ESPNs and stuff like that. Even though I'm gonna show a clip a little a little later from ESPN Radio, but you know, you we know, all. We all together. Yeah, we gotta we look all- out for each other. This this is like therapy, you know. I because I, I remember, you know, prior to this, when I was listening to Michael K. What's that? ESPN? Was yeah. Ninety eight point seven, I think. I can't remember. But that's what I was listening to every time. Michael K. That's, that's how I got my Knicks news. Then oh. I got to YouTube, and now here I am. You know. Yeah. Shout out to Michael K. But you know, he's the reason why I started the podcast because I was on his show and it w- it was doing the Carolyn Kaepernick stuff. Right. So right, he right. Got, I actually like said something to him on um on Twitter, whatever. And he responded back to me. And then he goes live on air and blows me up and, on, on live on the air. So I'm like, what the fuck? So he didn't, he didn't like what I said. You know, I'm not going to get into that, that, that type of stuff, but you know, you know sure. he was, he was really like on the other side of it, you know, like right. I was, I was for like, for what Carlin Kaepernick is doing, but he didn't get it. So he was on the other side of it. So he was really pissed off, man. So after right. that, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to support this cat. And I, right. I, I need to put my own shit out and see, see what, what comes up with it. Right, right, right. Now you did well, man. Look, look where, look where you made it, man. See, the growth. Yeah, still know? grinding, you know. Respect still to grinding. you know Freezy. Respect to you know, you know, um, what's the name? Um, Simeon Russell. You know, nothing but Knicks and all that. 
Mm-hmm. Salute to all the content creators out there and stuff. So, um, what's up with your show? You got you got a show on Freezy, right? What time? Um, what time yes, you usually do that? You know, we got the Knicks at night, as you know. Um, was eleven on Thursdays? Eleven on Thursdays. We was doing Tuesdays, but it, it got tiring. It's so late. You know, I, I come home we're tired. You know, my man sub, my co-host, he got kids. You know, we're, we're tired. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't mind doing it, but you know, I, just for the sake of everybody else, you know, we're tired. I mean, this is a this is a, a big week. You know, for Knicks, it's like we always. It's either we end up on the good side of history or the bad. So it's like, you know, where a lot of us have anxiety. You know, a lot of us want to make the right move. You know, free agency. Right after the draft is free agency. We just want to see this team get better, you know, as fast as possible. It's like we feel like we're we we feel like we're old one. We feel like, yeah. we, like we, you know, we, yeah. we're entitled to some winning over here in New York at this point. Yeah, it's so weird. Like the last twenty years, and so like Knicks fans are still feel like, oh, they owe us. They need to give us that fourth pick. They need to do this. They need to do that. They really don't owe us nothing, man. We haven't done shit for ourselves like up until right. now, you know? Right, 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 right. Yeah, I feel like it's after that. I mean, I, I mean, I hate to say it, man. I hate to go off topic somewhat, but I mean, it's still on topic. But you know, I just I, I feel like it's after ever since that Ewing finger roll. You know, I feel like it's uh. It's like Knicks fans feel like, nah, nah, we got to run that back. You know, we got to we gotta do that over. You know, because if Ewing could have did that over, he would have probably dunked it. So it's like we feel like we should have got back there numerous times or something. And it's like we just never see, we seen it again in, I think, 99 against the Spurs. But, no, nah, that just that was it, man, 20 years. Two decades, man. Yeah. You know, That's the heart of the, uh, New York, though, man, running back, you know. I mean, when, you play, when you play basketball, like you lose, yo, man, run it back. Nah, right. man, I got next, man. Fuck that. Run it back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, you got next after next. We got to, we got to run this back. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can't go out after. You can't go out like that. Yeah, like, nah. Nah. You ain't, you ain't just don't understand me. I'm sure he understands now, but nah. We can't go out like that. Yeah, yeah. Yo, um, Ero, let me ask you. All the time I watch your show, um, who is, who is one of your favorite guys, like, coming up? Like, when you was a youngin', youngin'. Uh, like, like as far as Knicks or just any any player? Well, well, first Knicks, and then you can tell me just any player. Like, well, for me, like I used to like growing up, I used to like love Rod Strickland. Like, like, like my younger self. You know, I'm older. You know what I'm saying? So I, I can't talk shit about yeah, I bust your ass. I haven't bust nobody's ass in 20 years. You know what I'm saying? But when I was really playing, man, I, I used to emulate my whole game after Rod Strickland. Right. You know, so everything was like, um, you know, every time I drove the lane, it was always way up. You know, dare you to block it. If you try to block it, I come down and up, that type of stuff. You know, I used to like to pass the ball and whatever. But he was, I used to love that freaking dude, man. Him and um Nick Van Exel is another guy. I used to just like the, like the point guards, man. I'm about to say you like the point guards. Okay. They yeah. have a similar game, too. Yeah, Nick Van Exel, he was very shifty. I mean, very uh, kind of like the same, especially when he would attack the rim. He's kind of like the same with that just left-handed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like, yeah, Rod Strickland, that's dope. Okay. Okay, yeah. And just the vibe too, you know, like like me, I'm a chill dude, man. But once I get on the court, it's a different story. So I, you know, I, I used to like to, you know, you, you like to have fun and get out there and make a pass. I'm like, oh, you know, going crazy, whatever. But guys like the chirp, I don't, I don't do the chirping stuff. I never do the chirping stuff. No, you know, that's what it is. It's New York shit. It's, it's always gonna happen. I'm the same way. I'm laid back. If somebody brings that at me. I'm like, all right, now I'm about to. Me and this dude, we just gonna go at it. Because I yeah. like to chill. I like to go in there, just have fun, play ball. And here go dudes. Oh, he's soft, man. He weak. He, he a burger, you know what I'm saying? It's New York shit, yo. And I'm like, all right, now I'm about to start violating. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm about to start, yeah. start getting into dude. You know what I mean? Well, let, let me tell you a story. Like I, I broke, I broke my teeth when I was like in third grade. You know, something with you know with my cousin and stuff. But I fixed them mad times. But every time after that that I broke them again, it was it was through the basketball. Something to do with the basketball. 
So the last time I was in, my, I was like in my, um, I want to say like my early twenties, and right. um, you know, playing in the tournament, whatever. Some guy was was talking, whatever, and um, you know, I the, the second, you know, we was I really going crazy, you know, a little bit, a little bit too extra, a little bit out of my character, a little bit. So anyway, I drove down the lane. Next thing you know, I catch a freaking elbow, bam, right into the into the TV, and the same thing. So ever since then, I just left it like that. That's that's like as it's like me throwing like my my shoes on on the on the telephone pole kind of thing. Like landmark type. I don't know how to say like a trademark. Yeah, yeah, signature. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, almost like a tattoo, you know, just a yeah. So what what about you? What what do you um? Who's your favorite player, or who did you pattern your game after? If you if you played in all um, you know, that's funny. Um, I like so many guys, man. You know, growing up for me, I'm I'm a '90s baby. I know that's after you. Yeah. Um, not to be funny, not to be funny when I say that, but you know, come on. But um, I like AI. I always like AI. I like T Mac. I like the mellow, so guys, so, somewhat like them, but my game, I'm more of a shooter. I'm, I'm like more of a shooter. I could take you off the dribble a little bit, so kind of like, you know, Clay in the later years. Um, cause you know, but you know what it is when I played ball, I always played every position, but more so like, so I just watch guys. But the guy, I would say the closest I came to emulating guys might have been like a guard, like the guards mixed with the wings. Like I like mellow, so I would I would practice the little jab step. The one dribble pull up, you know, one dribble pull up to the right. I practiced T Mac when he kick his foot out, you know, when he would shoot, kick his foot out all the way. Yeah, certain stuff. I always watched them. I watched them heavy. I would watch those highlights heavy because it's like I was so in love with basketball, which I still am. So those were kind of like my guys: T Mac, AI, uh, Mello. Those are like my guys right there. Yeah, I totally like a lot of players, but like you know, but I I feel like my game is more comparable probably to today's like Clay. I'm more of a spot up shooter. I'll probably take you off. You close out on me, I'll probably blow right by you. Things like that. Okay. So you're still playing. You you're still actively playing basketball. I ain't playing two years, man. I guess that's that's part of the age. Getting up in age, you stop, you get busier with life. You don't get to play no more. You still have a little bit of game, you still watch the game, but you don't get to play it. You can't find time to play it. You know, it's funny, not to go off topic. I I, I run at the park by my house all the time. And there's always these the kids are always playing, they're always playing ball, the youngins. And I always want to I always want to ask them like could I run? But I'm like, you know, let me just leave it alone. Let me get in shape on the track first, get my stamina up, get get myself in shape shape because they'll embarrass me. The youngins will embarrass me. I don't got time to go at it with them right now, man. Yeah. You know, you know it's funny, the older the older that you get, like like you realize it's like riding a bike almost, man. You can get on on the on the court and you and it just comes back to you. You know, it's like you said, it's really just about the stamina, that type of thing. But the right. game itself, like it, that shit never leaves you, man. Oh, yeah, the, the competitive doesn't leave you. It's just the physical. You know what I mean? Yeah. The physically, you might not have the legs to keep up no more, stuff like that. You may make it tie faster. Yeah, the stamina. But you yeah. love the game. So you, you might see my fat ass uh, playing 1v1 versus, um, what's his name? Um, uh, Tony from, from NBK because, they you know, they're doing their get-together shit. So, like, the next day after the draft, they're going to have, like, a get-together basketball thing. So uh, they, they, they've been challenging me a little bit. So I heard them talking about it so i guess they, they're gonna line me up to be to do 1v1 with um with tony yo that's funny um me and sub was talking about that my co-host we was talking about what if we had a whole like a whole league with you know the channels versus the channels like you know us you versus NBA and us versus legion you know, all them guys you know everybody get on the court just do the 1v1s i mean like, oh, that'd be dope but yeah we should i mean summertime is here you know like especially the, the new yorkers you know at least the new york new jerseys and whatever we can get together somewhere and just play ball Right, right, right. That'd be dope, man. That'd be fucking dope. Yeah, maybe a two on two, three on three tournament or something like that. Right. Right. Yeah, right. I, I know state state ain't shit, man. <laughs> you know, he, he's a young boy too, but he's getting to that age, you know, in his early thirties where he's like trying to trying to get his shit together, you know. 
Yeah, I think we about the same. I think we about the same age. Thirty-one. Yeah. I just turned thirty-one last week. Yeah. So I think he's about. I think we're in that range somewhere. I think I can't remember, but right. So what came first with you, man? Hip hop or, or basketball? What's what's um which one came first? Oh. That's a good ass question, yo. Um, that's a good ass question. So I started playing ball at seven, right? You know, it was it was actually with my niece. We had a family gathering, like a family reunion over here in Queens. And we went to the park to play ball. And I remember her. I remember she kept telling me. I just, that was my first time. So she would just tell me. She's like, yo, I'm going to give you the ball. Just pass it back fast. And she, um, as soon as I got the ball, she's like, yo, pass it back. I pass it. She make the shot. And I'm like, wow. And it's funny because that's where I started shit talking. I remember I shit talk this dude bigger than me. Let me tell you. I talk shit to this dude bigger than me and older than me. I was like, you, I said, we're going to win. We're going to beat y'all. He walked right up to me. He walked. He walked up to me like Terminator, like like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He just walked right up to me and was like, "You say he got all of my face and everything." I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" You know, I was scared at the time. I was a kid. <laughs> he just got in my face. I was like, "Yo, I forgot what I said." I was just scared though. But that was my first time. So that was at seven. It might have been basketball, you know, because I attribute I attribute me loving music to my older brother. You know, my brother. He's he's 41. Everything Wu Tang, DMX, Nas. Nas one of my favorite rappers. He got me into the music heavy. So probably probably basketball and then music, then hip hop. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, so so um you, you mentioned Nas or whatever, so and your big brother, but um like uh like eras, you know, basketball it got eras too, you know, like you got the 80s era, 90s era. You know, right. I, I mentioned the guy, you know, I mentioned Ross Strickland, you know, and whatever you mentioned certain things. So like like um what's what's your favorite era? What's your favorite style as far as like hip hop or whatever? What what what's your your sound i would say early 2000s but being that i do music because you know as you know i do music too i would say um in my lane i'd say like j cole drakeish type of lane like that's my lane kind of kendrick I, i'm kind of like with them i mean i'm not popular i'm not popping right now but i would say i'm in there you know i'm in their lane but my favorite era yeah like the early 2000s you know i think Ludacris was still out DMX. That's when New York kind of still had its grasp on the hip hop. They lost it in like 04, 05. You know, the South South kind of like is big with hip hop now. So, but I would say like, now, yeah, like you know, I, I even like Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent's one of my guys. Um, DMX was one of my guys. Um, yeah. So early two thousands when we was wearing jerseys and baggy tees and baggy yeah. jeans, kind of like that was my favorite era. That's like the era that makes me the most emotional. Yeah. You know, when I see a video on TV, I get sad. Well, that's parallel with basketball too, because you mentioned Allen Iverson and T Mac. That's the same generation. You think of guys like Bow Wow, you know, guys that play ball, Master P, uh, his his son Romeo, you know, like that, you know, shit like that. The MTV yeah, no Cribs era, yeah. Allen Iverson, yeah. Allen Iverson was very, yeah, he was hip hopish, you know. That's when, and you know, and you're right, you're right. You know what? See, I hate to go off topic, man, but you know, it's funny how me and you get up and we chop it. You know, it makes me think of. You ever saw the Lenny Cook documentary? Yeah. It makes me think of that, like, uh, like okay, Lenny Cook and Lenny Cook played ball too, but he was from New York, and he was he came up, he would have if he you know if he if he did if he followed the right blueprint, he would have came into the league the same time as LeBron and Melo. He but see him being from New York at the time when 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 hip hop was big in New York, it was bigger in New York. He was cool with a lot of rappers from New York, you know, it was a lot of rappers. So he was hanging out with them. If I'm not mistaken, I think he I think he was. Let me not assume, but I think he was hanging out with them a lot. On he was his hanging own. out with everybody. Everybody he that he shouldn't have been hanging out with. It was, it was lit to him. You know, it was new. It was new to him. Like, damn, I'm meeting people. I'm good in ball. This is what comes with it. Some people get distracted. It's, it's distractions in New York. Distractions when you're in the cities like that. So 
he was meeting a lot of people. It's kind of like that. Um, yeah, it's kind of like that. Like, like basically, like athletes hanging out with rappers, kind of thing. That's what it was. Yeah. Well, you know, throughout history, like I'm throw like Pee Wee Kirkland, Pee Wee Kirkland and Lenny Cook, they basically look kind of the same thing. Except Pee Wee was literally in the streets selling drugs and this that, and the other. So he's looking at, he's hanging out with that era, you know, that era of people, the R and B guys, all those big, you know, um, you know, artists of the time. Same thing with Lenny Cook, out hanging out with those different guys. Was see, so he chose um, the lifestyle that was more like you know fun right. to him, you know, you know, lucrative in his mind, you know, but but forgot about. You know the task at hand, you know, because I mean, Pee Wee Kirkland could be in the record books right now. We could be talking about him as one of the greatest point guards or whatever of all time. Same thing with Lenny Cook, but you know, just just the New York vibe or whatever. It's just that we we're so big when when shit is when shit is going down. Like like for for a player to say like oh even like a um what what's the dude um uh he, he came from the Dominican Republic. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, I, I keep thinking of some a uh, different name, but you know what I'm talking about. Something Lopez, I think it was. Felipe yeah. Lopez. Felipe Lopez. There you go. Felipe Lopez. Yeah. You know, so Felipe Lopez, like through word of mouth, people knew who he was. You know, from Dominican Republic, they knew who he was, and then just that lifestyle. Like I remember that he was a little older than me, so I remember he was like a fucking rock star. We didn't have no social media, but everybody knew his movements. Everybody knew that you know what was happening. So it just it just survived, man. And I think the same thing with him. He he like just peaked, like at eighteen. <laughs> you know, he peaked at eighteen, right. and then he got drafted and just fizzled out. Went to St. John's. Yeah, he went to St. John. Yeah. So that that's just the New York lifestyle, man. No, it's yeah, no, that's so true. It's so many. It's, that's what's good about being. That's what I love about being from New York. It's so many. It's so many. It's a lot of Lenny Cooks out there. A lot of Felipe Lopez out there. A lot of stories. And it's not just us. You have you know Chicago. You have some other places where I, I think you get they they, they get so, so um sunken up into the streets. But not all of them get sunken up into the streets. Sometimes it's just the hype. It could be an injury. Could be other things, you know. They they mess up their draft stock, and it's just they never get that chance again. There's so many things, but it's it's good stories. Like my favorite one of my one of my episodes I like from you. You did it recently. I didn't even know about the guy until I heard you bring him up again. Shaheen Holloway from Queens. Right. You know what I'm saying? I heard you bring it up. I'm like, oh shit! Like I forgot all about Shaheen. Anyway, we went to Rutgers, right? Rutgers, was it Seton right. Hall. It was, yeah, Seton Hall. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and you brought up a good point. Like it's kind of like in comparison to what the Knicks have now, like with Thibodeau, a disciplinarian coach. Oh. You know, you're, you you were young and you crossed up one of the veterans. Go sit in the corner. You know, go learn your lesson. Go sit in the corner and don't come out until the practice is over. You know, kind of like loving basketball when Sonali then shot the shot. She kept her hand like this. And the coach said, now, you know what? You stand right here for an hour, just like that, with your hand like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Showing off, they, they call it. But it's just it's just the dog in you. It's just Shaheen Holloway was a dog from New York. He just when you When you tell us we have to go get it, like when Tibbs says, oh, guys, I have to work hard in practice. When you tell a New Yorker that, they going they going to try embarrass you. They going to try to show you out. You know, you, you got you got you, some guys yeah. have that dog in them. Yeah. It, guys be like, "Listen, I'm Shaheen Holloway. I don't bust all these guys already in the park already. I already know how good I am compared to them. You Tom Thibodeau, I don't know who the fuck you are. You know what I'm saying? You the, you the one that needs to work hard. You need me to work hard so you could look good. That's the whole thing with Tom Thibodeau." Right, right, right. You know, and guys like Tom Thibodeau and stuff like that. Yeah, Thibodeau, man, he's something else, man. Yeah. He's something else. I'm sure we'll get to that eventually. Yeah, we'll definitely get into it. But I, I, I want to play some music, man, because I mean, you know, this is this on this part is about you, man. Because like, like I said, we, we should have been this something. You know, it, it's it's weird. It's weird, like with this internet stuff, because it's like like I don't know you from nothing, man. But for some reason, I, I got a connection with you. You know, you know what I'm saying? We we we, we kick it offline and whatever. But you know, this is like the first time we were speaking. But it's like we spoke like we spoke all the time. You know? But yeah, yeah, we spoke plenty of times. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm a supporter, man. I'm a fan of the show. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, no doubt. I'm a fan of the show that has my own show, you know? Yeah, but, but listen, I'm a fan of you too, man. I'm a fan of your music. I'm a fan of the, the vibe, you know, everything you got going on and shit, man. So I want I want people to hear this verse from this Christmas song. You did a, uh, this is a Jay Boogie song, but, you know, Papa Left and you were on it too. I think yeah, you had to stand out. Papa Left, shout out them two guys, man. Yeah, shout out to Papa Left. Papa Left is crazy. You know, Jay Boogie, you know, I like I like um what Jay Boogie's doing, you know. You know, he just he, he kind of reminds me of like a um a PG MOP or something like that. Yo, you know? He reminds me of somebody from D block, but I just can't I don't know who man. It's not I don't it's just it's one of them. He reminds me he you know what it is? He don't remind me of none of them, but he comes off like he could be a D block member. Yeah. Or or somebody like Head Ice, you know, Head Ice, Battle yeah. Rap Head Ice. He reminds yeah, me of he, somebody like him. He got like that presence, you know. He he's like the like the James Evans, uh the freaking um the the you know the next culture and stuff like that. But right. shout out to him. I, I never I never met him, never talked to him or whatever. But same thing. I I, I just I just like his his like what he what he what he's doing, man. You know, it's good. It's right, good right, yeah. Jay Boogie, he he goes hard for the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let, let me let me play a little of this real quick. Um, before we get to the next thing. No doubt. Come on, yeah, it's hard when you can see the snowfall. The red nose, tell them that it's Rudolph. Uh, uh, chestnuts roasting, the mix they roasting. Tell the whole thing we hosting. Something wrong with your TV screen. If that orange and blue ain't playing on that red and that green. Favorite players, yeah, but Knicks stay forever the team. Shout out the upstairs, trying to play chess with the team. Going forward, they're making sure the squad is in order. They know we hated on by all opposing reporters. It's torture. New Yorkers, we built for fourth quarters. Show up to the court or prepare for a slaughter. slaughter. They want to hate on the Knicks. Tell me what that's doing. Get that stuff out of here. Shout out to Pat Ewing. 12 noon jump ball. Just know we enemies. We trying to bring home the gold back from the 70s. Oh yeah, we back on Christmas. Oh no, can it be? Only us Knicks fans know the whole New York energy. If you ain't know what type of tension this is, this nation will see y'all on Christmas. Uh. Best time of the year. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that a lot, man. I like that a lot. Definitely. There's another joint you had too. I I couldn't find it. You know, I, I didn't have time, time to hit you up, but I like it, man. You know. Thank you, man. I appreciate you for playing that too, man. Thank you, man. I like that song, man. I started playing it more and more now. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. You got you got the good flow and stuff like that. But you're talking about the Knicks, so when you listen to the song, you forget that you did you listen to a basketball song. That's that's what I like about it. Right, Jay Boogie. I like the beat too, man. Jay Boogie picked a good beat. It caught me off guard, kind of. Yeah. You know, I, I like the more and more I listen to it, I like the concept of it and me being a Knicks fan. You know, my whole family knows I'm a Knicks fan. So it's like, you know. Yeah, man. Got good talent there, man. You know, hopefully, you know, you know, just be encouraged. Keep doing it. You know, I know you're doing your stuff as far as school and stuff. But just like, you know, like you always have time to to do your things, little side stuff that you love to do. Never, never lose it, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. I appreciate you. Man. Yes, for sure. I try not to. man. I'm trying not to. Now, I'll never give up music, though. I love music too much, you know. Yeah, me too. But you know, I, I I used to do music. Everybody says that. Oh, I used to be that. I should do this. That, the other. I used to do. I used to be one of those guys too. But right. the, the problem with me, what makes me not a good artist, is I can't remember shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'll write something. You know, you're supposed to remember it to freestyle or whatever. I'll forget the freestyle. So it's like you know, I, I I could never be like a like a good rapper. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. But um, let's let's get back onto some Nick stuff, man. So I, I'm gonna play I'm gonna play that um this Alan Hahn clip. He's on um, basically talking about Kyrie Irving, you know. So uh everyone, I, I you know, it's it's just weird. Before I play, it's weird. What what do you think about Kyrie Irving before we uh, I play that? Um, you know, I like the guy's skill. He's very skilled. Um, I watched him over the years. He's about the same. It's funny because when he got drafted, I said to myself, I'm like, damn, I'm getting old. And he got drafted in 20, 2011. 
So it's like, I was it 2012? Well, yeah, 2011. So it's like, I look at him like, so I've been watching him and I'm like, you know, I see he got more and more as the, as the years went on, he got more and more stuff going on with him, but he's very skilled. He's one, he's one of those guys like, like, listen, man, I, I'm nice. And you, he's one of those guys that just gives you the impression he's going to clash with every coach he, he runs into. Like, look, I'm nice. I want to do it this way. You know, F your way. He's one. But um, now, as far as the Knicks, I'm sorry. So let me get right to the point. As far as the Knicks, if they make the move for him, depending on what they give up, I won't be too opposed to it. I, I will be honest. Because um, I will say, my one, thing I, one last thing I want to say before you play the clip. My thing is, if a year ago when, when Colin Sexton rumors was big, if you said we should get Colin Sexton, then you should not be um you should not have a problem with us getting Kyrie because they're probably they're, pro- they're very similar except one is just one has more experience and one is you know a little bit a little bit better than the other. He's better than the other. But right. they both they're both scur- they're both scorers, they're both dogs. They tunnel vision, they look in the score and that's it. They look in the push, that's it. So that's one thing I'm, I'm going to say. Well, you know, my energy is the same as Alan Hans. So, you know, I'm, I'm not, rather than give you my response, I'm going to just let Alan Hans talk, you know, for <laughs> a minute or whatever. And just yeah. the, his energy in this video, I, I, you know, I know you, you saw it already. But just, I mean, just his energy. I saw a little bit. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, just his his energy is exactly what where I'm coming from with it because like like New Yorkers thing is like 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 for me I, I just have this thing like I'm I'm from New York so fuck you <laughs> you know straight like that you know like you know I don't I don't care what you got to say you know it's like you know like you know however cool you think you are you know I, I could I could be whatever you think that I am but I'm from New York so fuck you and plus I'm from Brooklyn so even fuck you even even fuck you twice you know what I'm saying fuck you harder yeah but you know right. anyway this on let me let me put this on real quick. There's a player right now who is acting like he's got leverage. Once again, Ian Begley said, sources close to Kyrie's side. So this is all from him. This is not a Nets putting it out there. This is not a Knicks putting it out there. This is not the Lakers putting it out there. This is off the player who thinks he's got leverage. And I'm here to tell you, he doesn't. So the idea that they're in an impasse, which means the Nets are telling him, we're giving you a very protected deal that saves us from you. Right. And you're going to have to take it. And he's saying, hell no, I'm not signing that okay. unless it's a fully guaranteed what I'm worth. And the Nets are saying, we're not doing that. Yeah. So now, okay, well, we're going to go public and we're going to tell you that there's other teams that would want me and you're going to lose me for nothing. And, and one of those teams doesn't Knicks. have any cap space. It's the and the other team <laughs> has no way to get you. So where the, the whole thing is a bunch of BS. It's a bunch of garbage. Yeah. It does it like it's all it's superficial. It shows you how out of touch he is yeah. and his side is about his value Listen, and who wants him. His world is flat. I don't know what you why you're I'm telling you his right now. There's no leverage for him. None. He's trying to manufacture it through the media. And I can't stand when somebody doesn't stop for a minute and think. Yeah, there's no way that I'm not reporting that. Yeah, I'm not not saying that. Like, I'm not saying that without first checking. Like, you guys in on Kyrie? Because I can tell you you make that one call. It's like, um, yeah, you could say we are just to screw the Nets, but not really. Yeah. You know, like, like this is superficial. It's made up. So that's where you are. But yeah, so that's my energy, basically. All all, you know, everything that he said, but except I will be throwing a lot more F-bombs and things that I need to be. Yeah, I'm not on ESPN, you know what I'm saying? Wanted to say that he wanted to drop some f bombs. You could tell his face was red a little bit. You know, yeah. You can see his pupils dilating and stuff like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I like that energy from Allen Hand. I like that being that he covered the Knicks for so long. Now I like that energy. 
No, so he said he said there's one of them teams don't have um cap space. Well, he's talking about us or the Lakers. Yeah, he's talking he's talking about us. You know, matter of fact, both of you talking about both teams. One one team, like the Knicks have assets to get them, you know, but it's not really good assets. We got draft capital, but we got a bunch of like you know, veteran, useless veterans that we could trade over there, you know, um, or maybe you know, if, if they want, you know, Julius Randle, you know, at Fournier, Julius Randle Fournier and some draft picks is not necessarily a bad deal for, for Kyrie. Right. It's not, it's not. Especially with the shit he comes with, with the baggage he comes with, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, just um roster building too. Like I, I mean, um, you could slide Durant back to the to the three. You could put Julius Randle at the, at the four again. You know, and then then you could just build that way because they got Ben Simmons still. So Ben Simmons Simmons will be the point guard. Then they'll just revamp what they're trying to do over there. Yeah, you know, you know what? Yeah, yeah, that's funny. You reminded me. Yeah, they got Ben Simmons, so it's not, so they they may lose a point guard, but now they have one with a fresh start. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they got shooters too. They got that that white dude too, the the one that hurt his ankle. I, um, I keep forgetting his name. Not James. Um, no, I don't know. Oh, Dragic, Dragic, Goran Dragic? No, no, no. The um, the, the other dude. I can't, I can't, I can't think of money's name. See, I'm, you know, this is not the the diehard Nets podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. let, let me see. Um, I know I got a picture of him. Somebody in the chat might might put him up here, but he's he's right there, number twelve. He was. Oh, uh, is that Joe Harris? I can't remember. Yeah, Joe Harris. There you go. Joe Harris. Okay. You know, so you, you slide Joe Harris there at the at the two. You got Ben Simmons at point. You got Julius at the four. Durant at the at the three, and whoever you want to put at the center. Whoever you want to put at the five. Yeah, that's a that's a good effing squad, man. That's a good fucking squad. Yeah, if you, technically on paper, but if, if if it could work, it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the other team is the Lakers. Of, you know, of course, of course, you know he's fighting to get on the Lakers. He wants to go to the Lakers. So you think he wants to go to the Lakers? I don't know. What, what do you think? What do you What do you think he wants to go? You know, it's funny with him. With a guy like him, you don't. You never know what the fuck this guy's thinking, yo. You don't yeah. know what's in his head. You don't know what's in his head. He's just so random with it. He take. You know, he takes these breaks. Doesn't want. Doesn't play. I don't know what it is. I, I mean, I, you know, I know it was the vaccine and certain things like that. And you know, he had a sister's party that was last year. With him, you never know, yo. You never know what's in this guy's head. He's so he just pop up and he'll he'll pop up, say some shit. And it'll be in the media for like a week or two, and then it dies down eventually. But it's like it's like what the fuck? it's like, but the, everybody knows you know what what what, what gravitates people towards him to want to to want to listen and, and, and with, with the thing with Kyrie, he's skilled, so that's why he gets that attention. If he was trash, I don't think he'd get no attention. He's very effing skilled, very skilled. He has that clutch, that clutch factor. So it's like a team could kind of use that in a sense. Some teams are probably staying away, but it, I mean, teams will want him. He's, you know, teams will want him because he has that clutch factor in him. He is skilled, right. and um, thinking about it, there's maybe uh, it might be three teams in the league with no point guards. Us, I think the Wizards, and there's one more team. I just keep forgetting who they are, but there's three teams without him, and we're one of them. And we need a point. I mean, like I said, I wouldn't be too opposed to it. I wouldn't be crazy about it though. But the Knicks, it's like um, Jay Boogie said it on Freezy's uh, show this morning. He said the Knicks always end up when the season's over. The Knicks are they, the Knicks are like the hottest topic, and it's like okay, somebody becomes available. A few guys may become available, and it's like the Knicks. What do you do? A guy may say, "Oh, you know, what's your what's your uh, preferable destination?" They may throw the Knicks name out there. They just they throw the Knicks out there. Oh, the Knicks are one of the suitors. Oh, the Heat, Miami, you know, uh, Brooklyn. They may throw those teams out there. Knicks are one of the teams. So then it becomes a thing. Oh, shit, Knicks. What y'all going to do? What are we going to do? We don't have a point guard. You going to try to make a move? Sometimes we make a move. Sometimes we don't try. I like when the Knicks at least try. Yeah. Because when you try, 
Because I feel like, look, if you try, you offer a team three guys, three players, and a draft pick, they say no, then it's like, okay, the next time you make an offer, you might have to switch it up or you might have to spice it up. You may have to add somebody else or you may have to take one out and put another in. So it's like it's different things. I mean, Leon Rose, he seems like he's new at this. I don't trust that guy for shit. That's just me. Yeah, I don't trust nobody, man. <laughs> I'll tell you nobody. the truth. Nobody in the organization. I don't trust Dolan. Even if he, if, if Dolan handed me a million dollars right now, I still wouldn't trust him. Would I take it? Yeah, but would I trust him now? Yeah. You don't trust that guy right to, to your to your left there on the, on the bottom with the yellow guitar. You don't trust him. Are you talking about Dolan? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm sitting here looking for a guy, but yeah, no, I don't trust that guy, man. The owner? Hell no, man. I don't. I don't think I trust. There's only one guy I trust. I said this on Freezy Show yesterday, and, and some people agree with me, some people didn't. Only guy I trust is Walt Parent, man. Yeah. Guy that has experience with maybe drafting and scouting. That's about it. I don't think I trust anybody. Maybe Wesley could pull some strings. Worldwide West could maybe he could pull some strings. I don't know, man. I really don't know. Because you know what it is? I don't mean to talk so much evil. My bad. No, I, I mean, that's why I got you here, man. I, I, I want to hear you talk. No, like, oh, okay. This is like you got to get the bars off, all the bars that you, that you should have been having all this time, you know, that coming, coming on the show. Right. So, you know, with a guy like Worldwide West, you know, what it is, when we first signed him, right, which was in 2020, you know, the COVID year, shit like that. When we first got him, I always thought, I said, you know, who the fuck are these guys? So my thing was, okay, they're cool with, they have connections, which we've been told. A lot of people that was in the um, Knicks uh, brass, Knicks front office had connections. My thing is, maybe they can, then again, I don't know. I was going to say, when it comes to making a trade, they have, the thing is, like, a, like Donovan Mitchell, for example, they may have a good relationship with Donovan Mitchell. However, you have to go through his employer to get him. His employer is going to treat you like shit. That's just the business side of things. It's business. Donovan Mitchell may, he may tell, he may, um, I'm going to tell you another story after this. Donovan Mitchell may, he may, uh, he may be cool with World Wide West. He may have a drink with him. You see, I mean, you see he was hanging out with Quickly, right? Was it last week, a week ago? Yeah. I forgot what it was. Was it the bowling alley? I forgot. I can't remember. Quickly's That's- all over the place, man. He's like, like, what do you want to call him? Um- He's like a Rat Pack dude. He's right. like, you know, everybody's entourage. Taxi cabs. They probably was in New York. Ubers together, all doing all types of shit in New York, hanging out. Yeah. Probably went to get drinks wherever the fuck they went. And, you know, he may be very, they may be very close. They may hang out. That doesn't mean Donovan Mitchell is guaranteed to come here. Now, if he was a free agent, maybe he could say, maybe he'd work out, he could say, I'll work out a deal. You know, maybe Dolan will take care of Donovan Mitchell in the future. He may say, okay, I want this much. I'll take the deal to come to New York. Cool. He's not a free agent right now. He has about, I think, maybe three or four years in his contract. I can't really remember. I know he signed an extension. I think yeah. it was last season. I can't remember. But he signed the extension, so it's like you have to go through his employer to get him. You know what I mean? And, and that shit is not – it's not – the Knicks are like the, one of the richest organizations in the league. Teams are not looking to help us out. You know, I see them trying to uh, make them – I'm, I'm going to get to that soon. I see them trying to make a move, um, you know, to move up in the draft. I'm going to get to that. Let me just tell you one story. So – I used to do Uber, right? I did Uber for about, I think maybe four years, maybe three years. So one day I picked this dude up. There's a guy and his wife or his girlfriend or whatever. So he's talking to me. He's like, hey, what you think of, um, I think this was when Donovan Mitchell first got drafted. I think it was 2018. I think it's like going into his, the end of his rookie. I can't remember. He's like, what you think of Donovan Mitchell? I'm like, I like him. He's, he's cool. He's like, what you think of Trey Burke? I'm like, I like him too. That's when the Knicks just got Trey Burke. So I'm like, I like Trey Burke. You know, he's cool. So. He's he's drunk and he's drunk and all that shit, right? So he's showing me, he shows me his phone. He's like, look at this. He had Donovan Mitchell's number. So he's telling me, he's like, yo, I used to work for the Utah Jazz. He's telling me I used to work in the um 
in the uh the front office. He used to work in the front office. He said he's like, I drafted Trey Burke. He's like, I drafted Donovan Mitchell too. That's what he told me. He said, I drafted those two guys. So I'm like, really? <laughs> so he shows me Trey Burke's number, he shows me Donovan Mitchell's number, and I think he shows me the whoever the owner of the jazz is, he shows me that at the time. So then so I hear him and his wife laughing, or him and his girl, I hear them laughing in the back, right? Like for like two minutes. So she's like, No, babe, don't show him that. Don't show him that. So he's like, he's like, come on, come on. He 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 don't he won't give a shit. So he's like, hey, Chris, look at this. He shows me his phone. It's Dolan's number. He shows me Dolan's number with his face next to it and everything. I'm like, wow, that's funny. So he knew, you know, he had, you know, you know how that goes. They they have everybody's number. They could, if they want to call him, easy, just like that. And I was just like, I just wanted to say that. But I was like, wow. So this guy has Dolan's number just like that. At the time, I wish I could have told him all types, you know, call this guy. Let's get this guy right and go him to the phone right now. But I just wanted to say that. That's yeah, all. I mean, that's some New York shit, man. You, you don't. You just like in New Yorkers, you run into like homeless people, you know, and have the same conversation that you would have with somebody like this, you know. Right. Yeah. Like well, you know, you, you was talking about Perrin and, and World Wide West. Don't don't they look like they give the best hugs? <laughs> the best <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think Walter Perrin, he looked like he could give a really good hug, man. The best corporate hugs. Yeah. <laughs> best corporate hugs, yeah. But you're right about that. Corporate hugs, like that, that's the reason why all these guys are here, you know. Um, they're they're here to schmooze, you know, to to, to make the, those connections. Where would I wish to this day? I don't know what the fuck he did all this time. <laughs> you know, he, before you finish, yeah, you don't hear any feedback coming off me, do you? Um, no, not really. You know, just typical, typical feedback. I had my fan on, that's why I was, I was a little hot up here. But yeah, so go ahead, my fault. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, just, just um, you know, just making those corp, those on um, those connections and stuff like that. Right, uh, you know, like to this day, I don't know what Worldwide West was doing for a living this whole time. You know, I don't know if he was selling drugs or what the fuck he was doing. To me, you know, somebody named Worldwide West, you know, you selling drugs, some you selling some kind of drugs. Yeah, he reminds me of a of a calmer Jay Prince, man. I know you know who Jay Prince is. Yeah, yeah. He reminds me of him, just a guy that smiles a little bit more. Yeah, he's always in the mix of everything, every fight, even the Malice of the Palace. He was just there. He pulled, um, you know, Ron Artest away and stuff like. Yeah, how is he yeah. there? You know. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, hopefully, hopefully these guys can do some magic for us, man. So I mean, I'm waiting for it, man. I'm waiting. waiting for it too. So what what's most important to you? Like what 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 would the what what um like what magic do you want to see happen? Is it is it going to be through draft? Is it going to be through trades? Or is it going to be a combination of both? Free agency? What what do you want to see the magic happen? Um, you know, I'm expecting it to happen more so through uh the draft. I'm not expecting nothing in free agency. But I mean, one day maybe I could wake up and see something that the Knicks signed so and so. I looked at free agency already. I did my homework. I got to do some more homework on it. But I looked at guys that I like. I got to separate guys that I like from guys that maybe the team may need more, or guys that other people may like, you know. But um, uh, I'm expect I'm I'm looking forward more to summer league. But I'm looking forward to I'm thinking I'm expecting Magic in the draft, maybe some trade options, some trade up options, um. But I'm not getting too excited for it. But free agency, I see it seems a little, it seems a little subpar. It seems a little weak. I'm not looking for nothing for trade deadline. Um, so that's about it. Just pretty much the draft, yo. And the draft is in two days. That's pretty much it. I'm not really looking for nothing. I, I learned with this team, being a fan for so many years, I can't expect too much. I don't want to get my hopes up. It hurts me because I don't care about, I don't give a, a fuck about no other team. I don't care about no other team. I don't, you know. I don't care what team other team has the superstars. I like there's, there's players I like. I don't give a shit about no other team. I just care about my Knicks, yo, and that's it. Yeah, diehard yep. loyal fan to the Knicks. Hence, hence the name, diehard Knicks. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. 
Shout out to um to Knicks fans Brazil because they they basically said the same thing you said. I had him on a show the other day. You know they they speaking in broken English. You know he's trying his best because he you know uh, there's no Knicks fans in Brazil and shit. You know uh, so he wants to communicate with us. But he basically uh, said the same thing that you said. Both of them said it. That they was like, yo, I, I'm not I'm not cheering for his team just because they got the star player or because they won the championship or because it's the cool thing. I like the Knicks for whatever reasons, whatever. So I just want to enjoy. My team. I want. I want to see them build. I, you know. I want to. I want to do that. I'm not worried about the draft. I just want to see summer league. I just want to see the Knicks. Period. They. They. They basically. Re, you know. Really the same exact thing that you said. So that's the blueprint to being a Knicks fan, man. We all connected. Like in like um. You know. You, you into Marvel? Marvel comics and stuff. Like the Avengers. Yeah, like the Avengers and stuff. Like say like Venom, right? Venom. Venom. They, they say that that all the Venoms are connected through like the hive mind and stuff like that. Symbiotes. Yeah. Yeah, the symbiotes. So I feel like the Knicks are like the orange and blue symbiotes, Knicks fans, and we all connected with the hive mind and shit. Right. Yo, it's funny. You're right, though. You're definitely right. There's there's people that live in other states that they they, they do like the Knicks. They like the Knicks history. Um, not to go off topic, I have a friend from Chicago, and uh, I lost a bet to him, and I owe, I owe that man $100. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it now. I owe him $100. I still owe him. I got him. And the bet was that Knicks would have a better record than Chicago this season, and of course, obviously, I lost that bet, and um, yeah, he he he, but he loves the Knicks. He like 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 he likes you know he likes the the '90s Knicks. He like he likes New York. He just he likes the origins of it. You know, he likes you know the hip hop, everything about it. And yeah, like I like like I said, I lost that bet. I owe him. I like the history of the Bulls. He's a die. You know, he's from Chicago. He's a diehard Chicago dude. He sticks by his team. So yeah, that is true though. Like like my man um Iru said, yeah, there's people that from other states that. That uh, there's there's dudes in Georgia that love the Knicks. That I, I see them on other channels. They argue with 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 us all the time. Not really. It's friendly arguments. Not not personal. But yeah. So you know they they like they like yeah. I have my team, but I want to see the Knicks do good too. It's like damn, why I couldn't why I couldn't win this game? I see it all the time, man. Yeah, people from Chicago are the best, man. Uh, I can think of my my man's name. So the older you get, you forget shit, man. But uh, you know, mo- most people from Chicago, I, I got a um, I got a guy that actually was supposed to be doing this podcast with me. I always say that to him if he's watching, because he's supposed to be, be next to me, whatever when we started. But he actually spent a lot of a lot of his youth in Chicago, and it's just the vibe of Chicago. They they just like um, you know, they they, they want to see themselves when they got pride in themselves, but they also you know like to look and show love, like showing love in Chicago. That's that's like a thing, you know. They they like. Love and respect, you know. A lot of gang life over there, but they they live by gang stuff, you know. So the, mm-hmm. the way that they see the game and the way that they see life is just, it's like like gang stuff, like a lot of respect. So they, they respect us over here, you know. They know they know our history. They know our you know street ball. You know they yep. they got pride in their guys, you know. I was but, about to say you know, big basketball state too, yeah, big basketball state. Yeah, definitely, definitely. A lot of guys from Chicago that's in the league, you know. Right. Well, let, let me let me throw this at you. Um, Golden State Warriors. Um, some you know, I'm quite sure you got like an alert today. They were saying that um, they might be wanting to trade that 28th pick because of the salary cap reasons. Because these guys, they're gonna have to pay. You know, Jordan Poole. They might have to pay Wiggins too. You know, right. and they already paid Clay. They already paid. Um, you know, Draymond. They already. So the money. Where's the money coming from? So they're gonna have to start making moves and stuff. So let, let me let me ask this. Um, you know, I'll put the roster up in a second. But let me ask you this: Would would you trade the 11th? Let's say let's say if we can't get Jaden Ivey. And uh, we can't make no sexy trade or nothing like that. Would you, would you, um, like say, like try to trade uh, with Golden State to pick up, like say, like a Kaminga or something like that? Um. So when you say that, do you mean like they'll give us a pick with a player? You mean like that type of situation? 
Well, that's that's a big conversation, you know, like like because like, like I said, they got to pay everybody. So you know, Kaminga, you know, like, like if you're gonna pay this guy, this guy, that guy, maybe maybe Kaminga might not be in in the in the cards anymore. So maybe they might want to get rid of some of these guys <clears throat> at the bottom, you know, just just for that reason, and maybe maybe take the take a pick. Or maybe take a second round pick, or maybe take some of some. Uh, I'm just throwing bullshit to the to the thing, but you know, it's funny because I'm looking at the names. They may get rid of a Damian Lee. They may keep a Gary Payton. Uh, Kaminga. They may let him go. They may say effort, let him go. They may want to compete some more. Um, I like him. You know what? I actually, you know, that's funny. Uh, Kaminga wouldn't be bad. He's a forward. He's a three. Um, he's a wing. He actually wouldn't be bad. We, you know, the Knicks, I've seen talks of the Knicks wanting to trade Cam Reddish, possibly throwing him in a deal for Detroit or the Kings. They might throw him in there. It's, it's, it's looking like it's getting closer and closer day by day, every minute. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say I wouldn't be. I, you know what? That's another That's another thing I wouldn't say I wouldn't be opposed to it. I know they've been, they can't go over the cap no more. So I know they, uh, they got to pay Wiggins. I, I guess they just did or they will. You know, you've seen, I'm, did you see the video of Jordan Poole and Wiggins and Jordan Poole said, you, you're going to bag? I'm sure yeah. that one. Yeah. You I know, know I mean, the, the the owner probably was just like, you know, rolling his eyes at that point. Like, oh fuck, I do gotta pay these guys. Oh, you guys paychecks, right? <laughs> yeah. Look at his money, man. 45 mil for, for um Curry, you got 37 for Thompson. You know, Wiggins making 30, Draymond's making 24. Wow. That's a lot of bread, man. Okay, I see the age, 32, 30, Wow, Wiggins is only 27. Fuck. Wow. Yo, it seemed like Wiggins been in his league forever, right? Yeah, he got drafted, I think, the same year as Randall, man. To be honest with you. Yeah, same year. 20, was that 2013, 20? Yeah. Yeah, that was a big draft. Jabari Parker and them, Zach Levine. Yeah. Wow. wow so you wow. see the blue. Like, the blue um, Wiseman is, is the team option. You know, uh, Kaminga's making $5 million. You got uh, Moses Moody's there, three. Uh, you know, some of these guys, maybe you could package them up and maybe maybe um, take on, like a, 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 like, a, like, a contract that they can just waive. But if, if they do that, then um, getting on, get, taking on that 11 pick would, would help. So, I mean, like a guy like Kaminga, everyone says the Knicks need to get a wing. We need to get some athletic wings. Kaminga's that guy. He's a scoring wing. He's very he's talented. Yeah, he's pretty. You know, I will, I, you know, I will say with the minutes he has, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to hype it up and gaslight it. But the minutes he had, he has been, you know, been pretty well. He's played pretty well. Him and Moses Moody, they both played, both played pretty well, man. And, um, you know, and then with the little minutes they got in the playoffs, you know, um, let me see. Somebody said in the comments, Warriors ain't giving up Kaminga. They might. And they shout might. out to and shout out to my guys in the chat, Kareem, C Mac, Guard the Knicks, my man Tone Wu, Illmatics, uh, Keyshawn, Knicks 2026. Yeah, salute. Um, they might give up a Kaminga, man. They won. You know, they didn't it's not like he contributed fully. The Warriors might the Warriors might want to compete. And whatever I think whatever you know what it is business, whatever sheds some type of money. Where they're more flexible, they'll do it, and they're gonna they're gonna do it this off season. I'm pretty yeah. sure they're gonna do it. They're gonna do it like in the next week. I guess free agency is when they make that deal, right? Or the draft, maybe the draft. Yeah, well, you know, some trades have been happening recently. You know, that like you know, a couple of days ago, I think we had like two yeah. trades, whatever. Oh, yeah, so, you went on your rant about the Nuggets, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I tried to li- I listened to it, but so your thing was why couldn't the Knicks get involved? That was your thing. With um, with what the um, the Nuggets was it Nuggets OKC. I forgot what what what, what uh, I forgot what which trade it was. I think it was but, you know it, they traded the Nuggets traded Jermichael Green I think. And um, yeah, that, that was one of them. Well, I, I forgot I forgot who who I was talking about. 
But you know, it, it just um, you know, I, I just I just feel like that the Knicks need they they just need to pick a, a direction. You know what I'm saying? Like like these teams are drawing lines in the sand. You know, they they're saying that okay, well, listen, um, you know, we we got this going on, but I'm gonna just get rid of this guy. And then now, as soon as they do it, now you just you just see like the red carpet just came out. You just okay, now I see the direction these guys are going. Okay, they, they, this is what they're thinking. But the Knicks, we we just sitting here. We got young guys. We got old guys. You know, we got Julius Randle. We got draft picks. You know, it's like, what are we doing here? You know, what what's what's going? On? And we got Tom Thibodeau as the coach. So like, what what is the plan here? What what are we what are we getting at? What are we trying to do? Right, the car's on neutral, man. The car's on neutral. The car's idle. It's not moving. Yeah, we need to pick a direction and go. Yes, I can agree. That's I think that's the most frustrating as a Knicks fan. That is probably the most hurtful thing right now. Um, go young or try to win now. Um. Of course, I'm with Go Young. That's me. Because with, with now, with what we got now, we, we can't run it back. We clearly can't run it back. Right. Um, you know, the, the, the thing with that, we, we had the opportunity. Let's say, you know, um, uh, we, we had uh, we had the dude that, that went to um, Dallas. Um, what, what's his name? Uh, Bullock. Um, yeah, we had Bullock. So, I mean, Bullock was, was basically Julius Randle's right hand. You know, right. every time Julius was fighting, he was standing right there. You know, so, you know, we, we were playing tough, defensive-minded and stuff like that. You know, so we should have doubled down on that, you know. But instead, we went and got Kemba Walker and we got Fournier. So we went we went in a different direction again, you know, instead of just sticking to our guns the way Tom Thibodeau wanted to play, grind it out, you know, uh, you know, play a lot of minutes, play defense and, you know, possession. You know, everything is um, – we, we, we barely turned the ball over. Right. You know, so we, we should have just doubled down on that, you know. You know, and that's where that's where I will say they went wrong. And I like Fournier, but I mean, I have my guys um, that I would have gotten. You know, uh, what do they pay Fournier? Eighty mil, seventy-five mil, somewhere like that, right? Yeah. For three to four years, see, I would have gotten a, a Kelly Oubre. I don't know how you feel about him. I would have gotten a Gary Trent, a Norman Powell. These are guys that I look at more as Tibbs guys. I mean, that's just me. I don't know if, if Tibbs would like them. I would think he would, but I mean, I mean, I did hear that he liked Norman Powell. But you know, a, a guy like them three. Gary Trent, Norman Powell, like these are these are guys that are a little more a little more faster than Fournier. You see, you see every time Gary Trent plays Fournier, he busts his ass, lights right. him up. So you know, a guy like him, a guy like Fournier, I mean, a guy like Ubre, um, these guys, they're, they're good defensively. They probably could have Kelly Ubre. I'm not gonna say he would have filled that void, but I think he would have been a guy to have Julius's back. You know, every time Julius was getting ready to get into somebody's face, or I think Kelly Ubre would have been right there. I mean, I would think he's Kelly Ubre's been in some shit too. You know he's been in some he's been in some stuff too, you know. I would think um I would think these guys would have they would have brought in the Tibbs system. I don't know what Tibbs system is, but I'm sure defensively they would have brought in these guys would have played defense with no problem. Tibbs would have gave them lots of minutes, and um you know I, I think those would have been the guys that I would have went after in free agency uh, last year because free agency was probably weaker last year than it is this year, I would think. So those would have been the guys I would have gotten. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Hindsight is 2022, man. Because we we were talking about that on um on Sim Show, I remember, and I remember getting a lot of arguments. I remember me and Guillermo got got into it over over a couple of things. Oh you yeah. Know, um, you know, just like you know, just thought process and stuff. You know, just get arguing about stuff like that. But just like like you said, hindsight is 2020. Like if, if we would have did those things, if we would have got a Kelly Oubre and stuff like that, a guy like Kelly Oubre, I think he would have he would have um been right in there in the, that that Bullock role. You know, just a spot up shooter. You know, three and D kind of guy. You set his role. Only thing with him, he can't shoot as well as Bullock, you know. But, but he gives you other things, you know. Yeah. Versus versus versatile, right? Yeah. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, definitely, man. That just gives us stuff that 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 um, Tom Thibodeau wants guys to do. 
you know, and then it, it wouldn't have looked so crazy. So I mean, like getting Kemba Walker and getting Fournier and stuff like that. Now you have to do use um, pick and roll basketball, you know, because you just added right. two guys that have been doing pick and roll their whole careers, you know. So right. now when you get here, you say, okay, don't no pick and roll, just stand in the corner, and wait for the ball to come to you. Right, right, and you know what it is? I think they was more so looking at guys that was more so like uh, scoring options instead of guys like Bullock. They was looking more so at uh, you know, number twos, number threes, twos, whatever. They was looking more so at that, and um. Like, like they say on other channels, they say uh, analytics. Evan, Evan Fournier provides the best spacing as far as analytics goes because he can shoot. So he provides the best um, spacing when he's on the floor. You know, he can sit in the corner and catch it, you know, hit a three ball wide open, things like that. If Julius gets doubled, you know, they, they was looking at it from that perspective, the offensive perspective. They didn't look at it from a, you know, a Kelly Oubre filling that role, like, you know, defensively. He probably can't shoot as good as Bullock. But he can he can he can slash he can slash to the basket he can he can guard a few different positions he's a little bit faster than Bullock you know he probably can guard some fours I see them guard fours you know I, things like that you know a lot of those all those guys that I mentioned they play bigger than their size a lot yeah. of them are small Gary Trent is small Norman Powell he's small six four six five they play bigger than that so they can they can guard you know some bigger guys Fournier can't guard nobody at, at all and I like Fournier but I'm just being objective. He can't guard nobody. He can't guard me or you. We were like, no, he can't guard me. I know that shit. <laughs> we would light his ass up easily. You yeah. know, probably light us up too. But yeah, hey, hey, you know. Well, um, this this is an old clip. I just have it on on a thing. I'll just play it. This this is Tom Thibodeau's energy right here. <laughs> I'm saying that that's his energy. You ain't gonna call no fucking fouls, you know. So I mean, you, you brought guys in here that just not gonna play that smash mouth, grind it out basketball, you know. So Tom Thibodeau don't have nothing to really feed off it. That's his that's his mo, you know. So we we didn't like I said we you know you you know you're right on we agree with each other, you know. They, they just didn't double down on what we did right, you know what we did right, you know. Then that's the problem. They they have to really look at at Tom Thibodeau. He's the coach. You you have to like pay attention to that. You can't. This is not like like 2K, you know. I, you know, I make fun of Tom Thibodeau all the time, but if you got him as a coach, you gotta at least like like think about him. You know, when when you make moves and stuff, you yeah. know, know who know who your coach is. That's what I said about uh the draft. I said you got you got best fit, you got best available, you got position need, you got best available, and you got who will Tom actually play? You know, because I don't know if I don't he doesn't like any rookies. So <laughs> if, if, a, if a rookie just just wows him in a practice, then yeah, then he'll get some play. You gotta think about three things instead of two, you know. Yeah. When you draft. Yeah, so you know, you mentioned the draft, man. So is any does is Tom Tua playing any of these guys on the screen here? Um. Oh, pardon me. Uh, you know, a definite, I would say. Uh, I see Johnny. That's So Chan probably. I think he, you know, I heard he, I know he was cool with AJ Griffin's father, um, Adrian Griffin. He was cool with right. him. Pretty tight with him. That's a connection thing. And then he's at Duke. You know, connection thing. He's a good defender, too. AJ Griffin's a solid defender. Only thing with me is the injury. I'm not very high on him. But he's a, he's a very good player, though. I, I always look at him. He reminds me of Ben Gordon. I don't know why, because he's shooting. Ben Gordon, they're both from, Ben Gordon was from Mount Vernon. I think AJ Griffin was from somewhere upstate. I can't remember where. Um... Jalen, no, not so much Jalen. Jalen Williams is projected to go 16. Wow. Um, Tari Eason, that's a guy Tibbs might like. He reminds me of Kawhi in a sense. I'm not saying offensively, but the hand, he got big hands, long arms, strong. He'll rip you. You know, you can help defense. You, you, you drive and he's in the help defense. He's likely stripping that ball from you. 
Yeah. Um, I saw the guy Agbaji from from I think from Kansas. He did all four years. He's coachable. That's another Tibbs guy. Tibbs might like about yeah six five. You know I don't know if we get rid of Grimes or not, but I always when I think of guys like him, him and Malachi Brand above him. I like Malachi Brand too. These guys are six five, six five guys, same height, so they kind of do similar things. Uh, Malachi maybe I would say a better shooter. He shoots the three decent, but he's more of a get in the paint type of scorer. He attacks the basket somewhat, not as much, but he does. He's a good scorer. Um, <laughs> you know, shout out to King. All these guys are just variants of each other. You know, like it's it just like carbon it, copies. That's what my yeah. that's what my co-host would call them. My man Sub. They call them carbon copies. And it's like you know, at, at this point, because think about it, Eru. What's the point of drafting a guy if if you're gonna if you're gonna replace Grimes? What is the point of the draft pick? Grimes comes off the bench. He doesn't start. So you're drafting a guy that just comes. You're drafting another guy to come off the bench. He doesn't start. So aren't you? Wouldn't you draft a guy that makes an impact? Like shit. If we throw him in the game, we know this game is gonna. We know that the the, the outcome is gonna be different. He's gonna alter. He's gonna alternate this game. He's gonna alter this game. He comes in. He goes. Right. He's gonna impact this game both ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I mean, there's guys like Max Christie. People are talking about uh, uh, Khalid Houston from from Michigan. Yeah, I mean, all these guys. It's like you know, everybody has that guy. Oh, this is going to be the guy. This is going to be the guy. But at the end of the day, once all this is said and done, there's going to be a lot of like um, you know, duds and a lot of studs too. You know. Oh, Andrew you know. Nimbard went up in the uh, stock. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I like Andrew Nimbard, man. He's another guy from Canada, I think. Yeah, he, uh, he's tight with RJ. Um, he's a good point guard, actually. Very good defensively, good on both sides, good high IQ. He's solid, man. I like him, man. I don't think we getting him, but solid. Yeah, he's a solid, solid dude, yo. I don't know. I, don't, so, I mean, I, me personally, I don't want point guards. Let me ask you: You like anybody in the draft per se, like per, specifically? Well, um, I played, I played this um in the last part, but you know, I'll, I'll play it again real quick. This, this is, a, this is somebody that that's not on anybody's draft board. I think um Tankathon just put him at at number sixty. And um, I had uh, I had um, um, stupid stupid videos pop on, and he he made his oh. comment about him. But uh, let me let me let me just play a couple couple seconds of the video. Londis Williams is a six five combo with dumb bounce and dimes. He's the third leading scorer in the ACC, and with the spread floor in the league, he's gonna have a lot of opportunities to play above the rim. He gets a lot of his buckets off the dribble. And he's low key crafty with it and likes to spin move like on this play. Tilting the court downhill gets to the. You know, I mean, I see a player like that. I'm like, yo, this cat is nice. How come nobody's talking about this cat? You know why? Alondez Williams, yeah, Wake Forest, right? Wake yeah. Forest, yeah. Um, what's the name we're talking about? Him? Legion. Shout out my man Legion, Gmo. Yeah, yeah, he he had a show about it. Yes, Alondez Williams. Yes, Rutgers. What do you mean about six four, six five, big guard? Only thing with him, I think he can't shoot like that. Can't shoot well, but he can he can, he attacks very well. He's a big guard, strong guard that can attack very well. Like those clips you just showed. Yeah, he's about that. He's about that life when he attacks. Yeah. I like Alondis Williams. I'm a, yeah, he, he wouldn't be bad. You said at 60. Now, if we get a pick like that, if we get a late pick, he wouldn't be bad, actually. He wouldn't yeah, be bad. I mean, the guy the guy has a, a high um, you know, you know, he has a really good um dribble. You can see he can get to, he can get to the basket when he feels like it. You know, that. did you see that drive when he reversed it and cupped it down to like he looked like freaking Vince Carter and shit, you know, on that dunk. He got up pretty high. So it was, it was one, yeah, he got up. Explosiveness, yeah, he got up pretty high. I seen. Yeah. Of course, so the, so the thing, the, the thing about it is, just, like you said, his shooting. Like so, people are just like so, like like they fell in love with the three point shot. Right. Right. You know, so the guy the sucks if he can't shoot the three. That's the thing with Knicks fans. I will say, like, 
like, yeah, everybody that gets drafted, they have a weakness. Like, come on, they're not perfect. They're only fucking it. A lot of them is like 19, 20. Come on, they're young. That's young. Yo, they're 19. So they're not perfect. These are things that could be worked on. You can see it in their game. These are things that they could work on. Some of these things they may never be good at. I understand. But you that's when you play. That's what a coach does. You play them to their strength. If they can come in, if they can attack the basket like him and play defense, I don't, I don't know how good, good his defense is. I got to look again. But if a guy like that can attack the basket and play defense well, I'm still all for it. Because, um, like one of my other guys would say, we need – we need uh, so-and-so as much as shooting. We need athleticism as much as shooting. There's no athleticism on this team. There's none in the backcourt. None. The closest thing is D. Rose, who has a little bit, whatever he had, whatever the fuck he has left in the tank at 34, I think he's 33, 34. Whatever he has left in the tank is what you're going to get. What you see is what you get with him. And he may get thrown in the package. We don't know. But that's the closest we got. to we, the, 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 the athleticism we have on this team comes from the bigger guys in the front court: Obi, Mitch. You know, Jericho Sims. After that, then I guess, you know, Cam. That's it. A lot of these guys is, you know, they're not, um, yeah, they have the sneaky athleticism. RJ, you know, if you sleep on him, if you don't try to really block him and he attacks the basket, he'll dunk on you. He may be looking to dunk. You may think, oh, hey, hey I'm going to block this. I'm going to block the fuck out of him. He may dunk on you. That's, that's the sneaky athleticism. Quentin Grimes, you know, they don't have the elite first step. You know, they, 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 they catch you in a closeout. You try to close out. They blow right by you. They catch you like that. You know, we don't we don't have that we don't have that guy that has guys backpedaling every time he every time he brings the ball up court, they just like what the fuck, what's he gonna do? D Rose was that guy, especially in his prime. Yeah. He was that guy. We don't have that. That's why the, you know, Ivy, if we get Ivy, I won't be opposed to it. Um, I don't know if you saw the recent rumors. I keep seeing rumors. Every time I look on YouTube and Instagram, I see they talking about um I seen they said Grimes, a first pick, Cam. It was two other guys they mentioned. I, I forgot what. I think it said Nerlens Noel and Burks. I think I, it was either Pistons or Kings. That was the latest. That was maybe three hours ago, two hours ago. I'm like, man, they're getting closer and closer to a deal, and I'm getting scared. You know what I mean? I'm getting scared. It's gonna be now. I like Grimes, but if we get if, if it's for Jaden Ivey, and you got the veterans in there, I'll take it. You know what I mean? Because you're replacing Grimes with Jaden Ivey. Jaden Ivey probably can't shoot as well as Grimes. But he's not a bad defender either. He's not, he's an underrated defender. The guy has some dog in him, and I I think I like I just want to see that on this team. I want to see a guy yelling. I when I when I when I listen to the game on TV, I want to hear a guy yelling when he's on the court. I don't want to I don't want to see guys get you know they losing and they just you know they you know when they got to inbound the ball they just they tap the ball and and, and throw it you know so the guy can inbound it. They got an attitude. It's like yo what the, what the fuck does this do? We're losing. Like where's your where's your um enthusiasm? I've seen this too many times as a Knicks fan. It's like, yo, you can't be in New York playing like that. Like, come on. That's uh, it just it, it's kind of like frustrating. I need to see a dog, like, you know, like just like like he has a mouthpiece and he takes it out. Yo, what the fuck? You know, just barking on people. What the fuck is going on? What are we doing? I need to see a guy like that. You know, yeah. I don't see that. I see it on other teams, and I'm like, damn, I wish we had that here. You know what I mean? Yeah, even just like yelling at themselves. You know, like like create like dudes that are into the game, they go crazy and they be like, "Yo, what the fuck this is?" But they cursing at them. They ain't cursing at nobody in particular. They just like they just they just so locked into the game that that um because we're locked into the game too. So we we want something that emulates us. You know, the the spirit of, of how we love the game. So, but that, that's winners, man. That's winners. Winner mentality. You call them winners, yeah. Like like a Draymond. You know, I seen Dylan Brooks do it in that series. I see him call out. He called out Jaron Jackson and a few other guys, and I'm like, damn, I wish I had that here. I, I, I like that because they want to compete. We're not even in the fucking playoffs. I'm sitting here watching the playoffs. I'm like, I wish my team was here. 
I seen them sitting there yelling at each other. He calling out everybody, Dylan Brooks. I, I, I like Dylan Brooks too. You know, guys like that, man, just the dogs, just calling guys out. He don't care if you got more years experience than him. None of that. You know, like, like for example, not to go off topic, I remember Mark Jackson singing that about Draymond Green. You know, even though Mark, you know, Mark Jackson, you know, he got fired and whatnot. I think he, it was him that said it about Draymond. He said his rookie year, he's ready to go upside guys' heads. You know, these guys, all these guys had more experience than him. He ready to just go upside their head and bark on them, just barking on them. All these guys, Iguodala, Curry, these guys had more years in the league than him. You know, ready to go, ready to just yell, just yelling at them. That's what we need, a dog like that. Draymond Green, he may not be the, the sexiest player. He may not get all the points. I like, I always liked him because he's a dog. He wants to win, yeah. He's going to do what it takes. He's going to guard other team. You gonna play him up tight? You gonna get in their chest? If he got a foul, if he got to play dirty. Okay, I'm not. Okay, I'm not. I'm not with the dirty play like that. But if he's a guy that you know gives you a little shove, so you don't get the, so you feel uncomfortable getting the ball. Little things like that. I like to see a guy like uh like wear a guy down. You know, give him a little elbow. Things like that. You know, a little like maybe tri- not so much trip him, not so much trip a guy, but you know, like 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 just physical. I haven't seen that in a long. I, I've seen glimpses of that. I've seen some players come in and do that. I remember we had Marcus Morris. I'm like, I know you. Don't, I think it's you that don't like Marcus Morris, right? You didn't give a fuck about him like that. But just, just the, uh, the, you know, it's like a almost like you know, remember Tim Thomas with the Fagazi shit. Him and um and um, right. you know, Kenya Martin. It, yeah. Like to me, the, some of the stuff that they be doing is like like little Fagazi. You know, like you're trying to be tough guy type of thing. You don't have to do the antics to do it. Either you tough or not. You know, yeah, like you, don't, you don't have to like be, have those those antics. Okay, you know one guy that was like that. Now I'm not gonna say he was tough because a lot of people a lot of people shit on him, Enos Cantor. But I like when he st- I, li- I like when he stepped in for Frank at least. Like he st- and then when he came when he came in he said yo you know fuck all those water bottle games LeBron be playing when they decide beating and I'm like I like that because yeah like you know and LeBron's a, he's a Hall of Famer shout out to him but fuck that when you come into the Garden no you're not a Hall of Famer we are gonna put you on your ass fuck that yeah. that's that's what it should be when Curry had the whole segment with him breaking his record here at the Garden there should have been somebody to put him on his ass. You know, I don't care if his mom and dad were there when they was with their, they both with their, you know, their, their couples. You know, she's with Pete Davidson, whoever the fuck she's with, and his yeah. dad is with his girlfriend. You know, you know, you know, somebody should have been there to put Curry right on his ass. F- fuck the record. He shouldn't have got nothing off. He shouldn't have got no shot off. You know what I mean? Stuff yeah. like that, man. Yeah, that's definitely, man. That's, that's just the New York thing. It, 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 you know, shout out to Tibbs. You know, remember, um, what's the name? I think it was Frank. Frank or somebody, I think it might have been Frank Nilakina. I think it was like his first time where like his mom and dad came to visit, came to watch him play, and he did not get off the bench. <laughs> He's like, "Fuck you, you ain't shit." You know, I'm not gonna put you in just because your mom's in the thing, man. Fuck you and your mother. You know what I'm saying? If you want to play, you gotta you gotta play play hard, and, and you know, like you you only get that from from within. You gotta have that within. Like I like the Ennis Cannon thing. You know, because you know, I, I'm not I'm not a fan of him, but really because he's goofy. He's kind of goofy. But you need those goofies. You need goofy guys yeah. on your on team. Guys that just don't give a damn. You know, like if they ha- if they already have that in them, like within the team concept, if you have enough guys on on the roster that 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 are, that are strong minded, you know, self motivated, that, that that type of thing, you can you can um tap into that that Ennis Cantor goofiness. You could tap into that. You could use that. You know, that becomes like like um assets to you, man. So we definitely right now we we got a team right with the, our young guys that they're, they're they're very um family oriented, they're strong minded, that type of thing. But you know, as far as on, on the court, they're kind of like you know clean clean cut, dude. Right. You know? That's the that's the type of guys that the team likes. The front office and Tibbs, they like clean cut guys. Yeah, you know, I need to see some rugged guys in, in here, man. You know, rugged, I get, you know, rugged, I guess, but can still bowl. Right. You know, 
Yeah, you know, your state is always bringing up the same two guys, Patrick Beverly and, and uh, the other dude um, from when he played for Miami last. He's a free agent now again. Is it PJ Tucker? No. Yeah, PJ Tucker. The same two guys, PJ Tucker and uh, and Beverly. You know. Yeah, that's funny. I brought him up last night because he just he just opted. I think he said he wanted to test the market. I like him too. I'm not gonna lie to you. I like PJ Tucker, man, because yeah, he's he he doesn't play dirty. I mean, if he does, I don't. I I didn't see it. I just know he plays. He wants you to to really try to score forty on him. He says, okay, if you could do it, do it again. That's his thing. I like yeah. that with him. I like you know. I listen to his interviews. I like this guy's demeanor, man. He's a he's a he's a he's a I mean, because I watched him when he first came in the league. He's an undersized power forward, whatever. You know, they had him play center sometimes. He's going to make you work the whole game. I like That's why I like him. We need that. Like, I don't like a guy that just lays down like a B, like, like, like a B-I-T-C-H. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like a guy that competes the whole game. That's what we need in New York. Yeah. That's what, I feel like that's what we need, man. Like what he did to um to Durant, like uh, Durant still was busting his ass, but you know his his attitude is like, yeah, you're gonna drop forty on me, but you know it's gonna be the hardest forty points you ever had in your life, and then right. just just that that mentality made him um uh, forget that his foot was a little bit too far on the line, you know, and it was it was counted as a two instead of a three. So just that little bit of of, of tweaking that superstar like that made him uh, forget where he was at that moment, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So if his foot, if he was just a step back, which is easy for him. Just take one step back. They went. They in the NBA Finals. They in the NBA. Yeah, they, they probably would have got their ass in overtime. Yeah, yeah. They went to overtime, right? Did they? Something like that, you know. But you know, it, it, it basically came down to that play. To that play. Uh, you know, that that play that play goes wrong because PJ Tucker had you know Durant flustered that millisecond. You know, you know he didn't really affect him because he still was busting his ass. But that one little millisecond, you know, it, it's what counts in, in sports. You know. Still like yeah, and then look at the end result. PJ Tucker's a champion from that. You know what I mean? From just yeah. from all, all those years of, of being in the league, being in the playoffs, he finally got his ring. So you know things like that. Yeah, things like that. Yeah, it was just we need guys like that. There's not many. A lot of those guys they're getting older. They want to be on um you know championship teams. They want to be on contending teams. It, it's funny because that type of attitude we need here. And it's like I know I just I I hope we kind of get that. I, I I'm not banking on it, but you know. If, if the, but my thing is, look, so if the Knicks want to win now, right, if they want to win now, I think P.J. Tucker's a good guy like that you bring over. I don't know. I, I think. Now, what's your what's your view on Randall? Well, I mean, same thing with the attitudes. You know, Randall, Randall right now, he he's uh, he was like kind of just thrusted in being like the, the leader, you know, and he wants to be a leader. You know, he came from Kobe's camp and stuff. So he's applying the mama mentality stuff. But it's just that in in his mind, he's he's just like um, he's just not he he he's just, he's just not rap tight, you know what I'm saying? He's not just not rap too tight, you know. He he has that emotion, but he doesn't know how to channel it, you know. And that's the problem with him, you know. Right, you know what's funny? Like, you know, rest in peace, Kobe. If Kobe was alive, I think RJ would have tried to work with him. I think he would have tried, and if he was alive, he would have definitely called Randall. He would have definitely called Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Like, oh, he yeah. definitely would have called him like, yo, what the fuck going on? What's going on over here in New York? You know, he probably would have gave him some advice. He probably told me, yo, calm, calm down, you know. Not even Kobe acted like that. He got into his fights because, you know, the league is competitive. Kobe got into some, you know, he got into shit with Chris Childs. He got into shit with Reggie Miller. He got into fights beyond that. He had his thing with Kendrick Perkins. He got into stuff, arguments. It, it, all, it happens. It's competitive. These guys are grown men, you know. But Kobe, one thing with Kobe, though. It's funny because I got I got my game on and it says mama mentality on my game. That's funny. So the one thing with Kobe, 
all that shit will go on. He probably get into an argument with you, and then he'll give you ten straight buckets right after, like it never happened, with your yeah. hands, his face, and everything. So yes, Kobe, Kobe, yeah, Kobe would have definitely spoke to these guys like in the off season. He would have definitely got their minds right. Um, now well, as far as Randall goes, the attitude, right? Um, good player. I think he's a good player, but I don't know. The attitude kind of like it kind of like put the icing on the cake for me with him. I don't know. Because okay, because uh, I, I, I always feel like Randall's not that elite. That's what I feel like with Randall. I feel like he's not that elite yet. Like, yeah, he had the most improved player, but I feel like he's because after he got that award, because the thing is, I tried to stick up for Randall so many times, yo. Like, Especially the playoffs. When the playoffs came around, that's when you got to play like that the most. You got to play like that season you had the most. So when the, when the, when the playoffs came around, it's like he reverted into a shell. He didn't know how to read a defense no more. He didn't know how to attack a basket no more. Nothing. He didn't want to do anything. He he wanted to dribble and just shoot, just to get anything to get the ball out of his hands and just pray it goes in. And it's like you can't do that in the playoffs. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking, okay, when when you know in the next season he's gonna bounce back. And it's like it's kind of like he looked like he looked like how he he looked worse than how he looked in the playoffs, and that worried that worried me a lot. And then he had the attitude, smacking the laptops, um, you know, pushing teammates' hands away, um, you know. Get, I mean, I, I I mean, him as far as him getting in guys' faces, I don't really care about. But my only thing with that was he was getting in guys' faces when the game would already be over, and it's like, yo, dude, we lost already. Like, where was this energy? You know, like third quarter. Yeah, like you know, you know, like this body language type of Randall. I think was this the yeah, this was the end of the season, I think, was it? Yeah. Yeah. That right there pissed me off the most. That's that you know, that that that, that gives me some oh, because I want to piggyback right off this image. He had this attitude, like he didn't give a fuck what was going on in the huddle. Like, oh, I'm not involved in this. Y'all, y'all go, it's like yo, y'all go ahead and win without me. Y'all have fun. And it's like, yo, what's your it's like that dude, like, yo, what's your problem? Like he's like, yo, 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 y'all just go have fun. Y'all go to the party without me. Y'all have a good time, you know. Y'all do whatever. It's like he said he was. It's like he's like that dude that said he was coming to the party with y'all. Y'all talked about it. Y'all talked about meeting up to go to the party. All of a sudden, y'all y'all have fun. I don't want to go no more. And it's like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? It's, he's like that. Like it's like, yo, what's your problem, yo? Like yo, like like the, 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 we won. They won without you. That should kind of like take a burden off you. That should take the attention off you if they won. But you know, that's my thing. Like, okay, him and RJ, right? This was their third season together. They don't. I feel like they have no chemistry. I don't see no picking roles with them. This would. I mean, you mentioned this earlier. There's no. There's no picking roles with them. It's like this guy is too good to set a pick and roll. And it's like, yo, when you look at other teams, for example, Donovan. You look at the Jazz, right? I don't think Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert get along like that. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert get along like that. I don't think they really feel in each other like that, especially after since the COVID, the COVID thing. It's like the the, the the chemistry with them went down. Whatever their friendship. But I bet you, I bet you this, Gobert wouldn't hesitate to set a screen for Donovan Mitchell anytime, any 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 given play, he'll set a screen for him, would he not? Yeah, when it comes down to the war, when it comes down to wartime, I think yeah. they'll they'll fight for each other. You know that I think that's proven. Right. Be- I haven't seen Randall. Like I, this guy won't set a screen for shit. Like I think that same game, that Chicago game with the Knicks one, I think I think I saw IQ telling him. I think I saw him like, yo, yo, set the screen, set the screen for um. I don't know if it was Mitch or IQ. They said set the screen for so and so. So 
he had a I, I, I watched him i watched i watched his body language it's like he had a whole attitude so he sets the screen and i think i think it was for iq or rj somebody so he sets the screen for them they came down and scored but i'm like yo this dude had such an attitude doing it like he didn't want to be told to do it or nothing i'm like yo that opens up the offense so much when you do that because when it comes to guards and guys that just need a very little room to operate, you know, and not only that, you get the ball back. So when it comes to guards like that, you get an easy bucket. You get a bucket. You don't have to work for a bucket. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this dude's problem? What is your problem? Yeah. Like, yo, that's, that, that, that's why I got Debo on the screen because, you know, Debo popped up. So, oh, shit, Debo's here. You got to tuck in your chain and shit like that. He, he, he wants to know what, what you got on my 40. You know, he done stole the guy's bike. He stole his mama's chain and all this. And he's like, why are you doing that, fam? Like, it don't make no sense. Like, we all lived, we all we all grew up together. Why why we, why we fighting with each other? You know, we, we could do so much, you know, positive shit together. We, you know, we live on the same block. Why why we, why we fighting each other, you know? Right. And that, that, that's basically it. We're on the same team. So why why you got so much negative energy like that? And when, when we're all on the same team trying to win together. Right. And that bugs me out with Randall. You know what I mean? I know there's a lot of Randall apologists out there. And it's just like, yo, that bugs me out with him. Like, you know, I, some people... That's Ralph. Basically, what Ralph said here. He needs better help around him. Leon Rose failed him with injury, and then I know Derrick Rose. You know what? See, so that's so that's this is my view on Randall, right? I feel like I sound like State coming on here right now. My thing (laughs) with Randall, (laughs) my thing with Randall is I feel like Randall is the help. I feel like you get. I feel like he's the help to somebody better than him. Like if we was to get, like let's say we hypothetically got a Damian Lillard, Randall is that number two option. You know. That's where Randall th- I think that's where he would thrive the best. And I'm not, you know, and, and and the thing is, the thing is with him, like somebody, I remember somebody said, um, it's not Randall's fault. I mean, okay, like the season, now whose fault it was, I guess that's up to the fans to speculate. It, there's blame to go around. There's blame to go around. Now, Randall is a player. So, of course, there's some blame that goes on him. You're a player. You were seen as the leader a year before. You was the most improved player. You had a very good year. So, it's like, don't act, you know, you can't run from that. It's inevitable. Don't act like people aren't expecting you to have the same type. Yeah, I'm pretty sure when you looked in the mirror, you expected that from yourself to have a year to duplicate that. There's no way or or either duplicate it or have a year better. There's no way you Randall didn't see that coming, especially in New York. Any team you play for, you should, you should be wanting to have a better year than the year before. So you come into the next season and now you may not want to be a number one, but you showed a number one attitude in the sense of, for example, we had Kimba, a guy who's a little bit more ball dominant than Alfred Payton. Um, and it seems like Randall had a problem with that, you know, because right. and that's the thing. Point guards do point guard things. They bring up the ball and they push the pace. You know, you give them the ball, you know, you reset, they give it back to you. That's where I think Randall, I think that's where he had a problem with. So that was a glimpse of, you know, because remember, they shut down Kimba. So that's a glimpse of what a superstar. If we get, if we was to get a superstar guard, that is a glimpse of what a superstar guard would look like here in New York. A guy that dominates the ball and he's going to get it to you in your spots. Or he's going to hit you at the right time. You, you're not going to bring the. If we get a superstar guard, there's no need for Randall to bring the ball up. There's no need for you to rebound and try to push it. No, you take it to the point guard. The point guard, will, he'll, he'll attack the basket if it's not there reset you get it right back closer to the basket where you're more of a threat because i think randall's more of a threat the closer he is to the basket you reset you get it closer there then you get your buckets as far as you dribbling from the top of the key 
you know, and then taking a shot that you want, and then, you know, you get the ball, maybe Tibbs runs a play, you wave the play off, a guy comes to give you a screen, you wave him off, and then, you you know, you fade away to the side and take this shot. That shit doesn't work here, man. It just doesn't work. I think it doesn't, we, it doesn't work, period, because, like, there's positions in basketball for a reason. You know, so, right. like, I mean, like, you know, Ralph Diaz is probably drooling, drooling, you know, at home right now, foaming at the mouth about what you're saying, because he's talking about, you know, Randall is the number one option, you know, uh, yes, you know, he's a homegrown player, blah, 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 all the stuff that, he, that he's saying. But, you know, he, he's okay. um he, he's just talking about him being the figurehead, but but uh, Julius Randall is being used wrong. Like, you just said it, like, him getting the rebound, taking the ball up the court, getting his own post position. You know, and all this other stuff. We're just using him completely wrong. You know, so like if if he was if we were using him properly, then then things would make more sense. You know, it, it just all all of it just it just compounded stress when it comes down to it. Everything is all stressed out for no reason. And that's where that's where I point some blame out. So Randall gets part, Tibbs gets part for not being offensively minded, not even having an offensive playbook. He has maybe had he maybe have some you know some Spain pick and rolls, some ISOs. Okay. You know, and some blame on the front office. Uh, but to answer Ralph, Julius Randle, the only help to get this guy is is guys that's better than him. Because, it, look, if you get guys that – if you get a healthier Kimba, right, let's say you get a Brunson maybe. Let's say you get a Brunson. Let's say you replace Fournier with – let me see a guy. Let's say a Chris Middleton. Or uh, hypothetically, or or DeRozan, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what is it? Is it post and kick? Like, all he's gonna do is gonna ISO. You know, team. It's easy to scheme on a guy that post and kick. You know, it's it's very easy to scheme. Teams had a game plan for Randall coming into this season. Teams were looking at the Knicks team scheme for everybody. You know, you you think teams ain't looking at, in in the off season? Oh shit, the Knicks beat us. Oh, we we must be doing something wrong. Yeah. Now now it, it's it's disrespectful, but it's the truth. Oh shit! The Knicks. We lost to the Knicks. We got to do something. We got to figure it out. Look at the Celtics. We, we would have been if the Celtics won the championship. There's no doubt we would have been linked to them. Why? They always bring up that RJ shot on January 6th. They bring up that shot all the fucking time. Oh, you know that shot. After that shot, they these guys they was in like the, the tenth seed, a ninth seed. These guys ended up in the second seed. Come on, these guys. He's like, oh, come on. That, that, we're rivals to them. They still, even though we we suck. We're rivals to them. We're we're, we're um, was it uh, Atlantic? We're Atlantic rivals to them, yeah. It's it's personal, yeah. you know. Even though we suck, even when Paul Pierce was here, he laughed at us when when we, when somebody mentioned it, when somebody speculated the idea of us being rivals, he laughed at us. Now, as far as back to Julius, I'm sorry, I get so much into the Knicks talk. I got my wine. No, I get it, man. Me and you, me and you got the same disease because I do the same thing when I'm when I'm on my rant. You, you know me. I I can I sit here talk to myself and rant for three hours. You know that's oh, just the okay. way it is. Yeah, like it's like the thing with the thing with Randall, yo, he's not what we make him out to be. You know, he's he's a guy that could now can he get can he pass? Yes, the guy's a good passer, but he's not he's more of a alternative passer. He's more of a secondary playmaker. You need a primary playmaker on this team. Is that my guy State? Yeah, he just popped in just now. <laughs> hey, look, man. State State be on my time too, man. State be on my time too. I, I'm gonna bring up what State said in a minute. But when it comes to when it comes to Randall. We need a primary playmaker. Randall's not a guy that brings up the ball, brings up the ball and looks around and says, "Okay," you know, and just makes the pass. Randall is the guy that, let's say, he cuts to the basket, he gets the ball, or let's say he beats his man. A guy like Mitch's man comes to help out. Randall gives off the drop off pass to Mitch. Mitch dunks it. 
that's the type of playmaker Randall. He's an extra pass type of playmaker. He's not a primary. You can't run through him. It just doesn't work because teams adjusted to that. Teams figured that out. There's so many. There's there's been plenty of gifted power forwards in the league that play just like Randall. Lefties that can pass, can shoot, can handle the rock a little something. Even though Randall's handle, the thing is with Randall, he dribbles a little bit too much, too much for a power forward more than most. But yeah. there's players just like him that was good at playmaking. You had Lamar Odom, you had David Lee that was good. David Lee fit the Warriors because he didn't have to playmake. He playmake from the post. He got the ball. If they doubled him, he kicking it out. I think I don't remember if he was a Finals MVP that year they won in 2015. I don't remember. Was he? I don't remember. Well, David Lee. Yeah, was he the Finals MVP the year they won? The first year they won in 2015. Uh, uh, I think I think it was um Igudala. I think it was Igudala. Okay. Yeah. David Lee, but David Lee, see, they traded him after that series, right? Okay, boom. He was a good player for them, though. He was good because you know he caught the ball at the free throw line. He could beat his man. He knew how to score. He was just he was a veteran. He just he knew how to score. He knew what to do. He knew when to kick it out, and it worked. You know, he wasn't the pri- he wasn't the, the the attention wasn't on him. Was he a threat? Yes. But the primary attention was on guys like Curry, a guy like Clay. It wasn't on a guy like him. You know, that's what Randall doesn't need. That Randall, with the attention on Randall, it just does not work. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't. He could, the guy can barely move. I hate to say it, but it's true. The guy could barely move Lonzo Ball when he posted Lonzo Ball up. <laughs> you know, and, and that shit makes me so mad. It makes me mad because Randall had the same attitude when they played <laughs> the first game. They played the Bulls in Chicago, and. He, he couldn't move him. They called the foul on Lonzo, right? Because they usually call a foul when a guy has a mismatch. They called the foul on him. So in the middle of the dead ball situation, they show Randall. He kind of like pushed Lonzo like out the way. Like, you know, get out of my way. And it's like, yo, you trying to punk him. I get that because it's competition. It's friendly competition. You guys used to play together. Cool. But when you really have the ball in your hands, you can't move the guy. So like, what do you, you're not in a t- And Kelly froze oh, himself whatever. out. <laughs> Six, Man, you can't even move the guy. So it's like, yo, stop stop with the intimidating antics, with the bully stuff. You can't even get past him. You couldn't even move him. He, Randall had a bad game that game, too. RJ <laughs> saved that game. RJ <laughs> saved that game. That was, that was one of the four or five games that RJ had when he was going off in the middle of the season. And they took the, they took the, um, they took the ball out of RJ's hands. After that, and started running through other people. They wanted to run through the other t- – other, they wanted to run through Randall. Tibbs wanted to stick to Randall. He wanted to stick to to running it through him, and it just did not work. Sully and Eru. Y'all see Ralph in the chat? I like yeah. people. See, see, when Sully is sitting here and he's telling the truth, and you got people who saying stuff like this, it gets annoying. Like, he's literally telling the truth. Like, we all watch the same games. Like, come yeah. on. I got to stop. We don't love RJ. We love it's, it's all it's all perception though. Guy, guys have you know every everybody has the, their own thought process of how they how they see the game. You know, so every time they talk about the game is only that that framework that they have in their mind. Whatever they whatever the you know decision that they made, agreement that they made about the game of basketball, that's always going to come out. So you know that that's that's just what that is. With, with, with yeah, and shout out to my man Ralph Diaz. Shout out to um, Woodshed B Willis. Shout out you know shout out to the guys in the chat. I forgot to shout out my people in the chat. Shout out to Ralph because I I, I I I chopped it with Ralph before I think on Gmo's Gmo's show. You yeah, know? Ralph, Ralph is dope, man. He, he's a, he's a he's a thinker. He's a deep thinker. <laughs> Maybe a little bit too deep, you know what I'm saying? But you know, respect him. But you know, I, I want to throw out a guy like Anton Walker. You know, Anton Walker back in the days when he played with Paul Pierce uh, and stuff. You know, he uh, averaged 20 points a game. You know, bringing the ball up the court, shooting threes and that type of thing. 
But the thing, the difference between Anton Walker and and like a Julius Randle is that Anton Walker was like twinkle toes. He would get up there, he would come down down the court, and he he was more like this. You know, he wasn't really throwing elbows and stuff. He knew yeah. how to get to his spots. If if you try to put a little guy on him, you know, he would he would um simply post him up. He wouldn't be trying to bang the you know bang him through the ground. You know, he he would do his little thing. But if somebody big came on, he would just shoot over him. He's nice and easy. Julius Randle don't have that. He don't have that nice and easy thing about his game. You know, so that's those are things that he still needs to figure out and, and develop. And I, I just don't think, you know, it, it, it frustrates me because this is something I also want to throw out there too. You know, he's a family man. You know, this, this is this is um Julius Randle. He's always with his wife. He's always with his kids. So that's good, man. But I mean, where where is this guy? You know, the the family man. You know, the provider. You know, always with his with his kid, kissing his kids and stuff like that. Where is this guy on the court? It's a, it's a whole different guy. We we need we kind of need this guy on the court. You know, like the you know bring that father, you know, um, you know, you know, just energy to to the basketball court. But he brings he brings the opposite. You you would you would think that that he would just like some like you know street dude, you know, womanizer. Like he's not not with his family twenty four seven. You know, so he he got he got to clean up a lot of things. Julius Randle trying to I figure it out like, mentally. You know, like like the pictures with him working out. You know, that's cool. He's a guy that he, he he that's what he is. He's a guy that does work on his body. He's a guy that gets in shape in the offseason. That's cool. But what's up here? You know what I mean? I'm more worried about what's up here. I don't care about the work. I don't care about none of that. Like you can because they all for all for all for, for, for all this worth, you can get in shape and go play for another team. I do not care. I don't care if they trade him tomorrow. I yeah. I my ice on I had the ice on the cake with Randall. If he didn't have the attitude, I'd have been like, okay, I'd have, I'd have still been defending him. But the attitudes and stuff, I'm like, nah, man, like, like, nah, because we don't need that on this team. If we want to win, you have to eliminate stuff like that. You have to get that. You have to get that out of here. Get that off of here quick, like fast. Well, look, look, look. next season, I'm worried. I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned. Yeah, check out what what Ralph said about Kobe here. You know, I don't know if you can see that um state talking about Kobe. Um, he didn't not show sure if Kobe was a positive role model. You know, what? Kobe Kobe came from Phil Jackson. You know that type of thing. Phil Jackson will hand you. Well, he, Phil Jackson won't even say nothing to you. You're doing whatever you're doing after practice. He'll hand you a book. You know what I'm saying? Read that. You know what I'm saying? And then okay, what the fuck? Do you read this book. So you pick up the book, and next thing you know, you're like this. Oh shit! You know because it's whatever he's trying to get get at you is in that book. Once you get it, then now now you can take that what you learn on your own on your own personal time and apply that to to your life. So I mean, you know, like say like Kyrie Irving. I think Kyrie Irving read a couple books. You know. And now he's Earth is flat. Now he got Sage. You know, now he got an Afro. You know, now he's doing this thing. He got he has a certain thing now. But he, uh, you know, somebody like Kyrie need to keep reading. You know, you know, just find you need to find a different book. Talk to somebody else because you get a little get a little off track there. But that's that's a journey of a man. You know, like you know, you know, you know, basketball. We want guys to to grow as a player, develop this, get a jump shot. You know, get working on your free throws. But you got to work on your mind too, as always. You know, as as men, always um, trying to get better. Uh, and just just improve yourself, you know, whatever, even you're stressed or anything like that. You, you can find a book or you can find someone to chop it up with. That's what Julius Randle need. He need, he needs um that 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 um not necessarily big brother, but he just needs that outlet. That's the type of help he needs. If you want to say Randle need help, he needs that help in his ear. Like he needs um like the guy with the the assistant coach they let go. Uh, was it Kenny Payne? Kenny yeah. Payne. Kenny Payne. That's the type of stuff he needs. I'm not. I don't know about as far as talent. Because if you get him help, it's got to be somebody better than him. It can't be somebody that's going to defer because it's going to be in the same position as last season. We're going to be running through him, him not giving a shit about any of the plays, breaking the plays, trying to um, go, you know, go ISO. I got got a name for you. I got, um, go get P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker will keep him right in check. 
but but see my thing. Evo told me you like Peter. I liked him. I seen that he was. He, was Peter, the, he opted out. He opted out of free agency. I'm like, yo, that would be a good guy. A power at Knicks on the Knicks bench. He's the going perfect guy to have right behind Julius Randle. Because I mean, when Julius Randle's going crazy, PJ Tucker's gonna be right in his face. Listen, man. So, so in that scenario, and so in that scenario, I got sadly Obi is gone in that I in in the in the trade for Ivy, and then you go pick up a guy like uh, PJ Tucker, and then you go. You know, you know, you got to bring Carmelo Anthony back home, man. <laughs> you want to go you're... vet? Yeah, if you want to go vet, then yeah, get a proven, get a proven vet, and um, I think we good to go. You still got Derrick Rose in the building. It just, it just hinges on what what the Knicks is going to do within the next two days. I yeah. think they're going to do something drastic because after two years of Leon Rose being conservative, I think it's time. And then today. Now, now it's funny. I, I'm gonna throw this at y'all, fellas, real quick. So today it was said that Jalen Brunson is staying with the Mavericks for 25 million a season, right? So CAA, Jalen Brunson is a CAA client. CAA probably already had got wind of that weeks ago and started their Jaden Ivey pursuit weeks ago. So then another rumor comes out yesterday about Kyrie Irving. And the Knicks or the Lakers, he's using the Knicks as leverage. So I don't think he's going to be a Nick anyway. But the point I'm getting at is we just got to watch and see for the next two days because I really think something is going to happen. Hopefully it's Jaden Ivey because I, I, it, cl- I was listening to nothing but Knicks earlier today as well. And it's clear as day, like I agree with um Sim. The Knicks don't view quickly as a starting point guard. And – we could see that because they're looking at every other option besides quickly. So if they don't view him as the starting point guard and they're obviously out looking for him and you see the rumors, then that means that they're definitely going in the next season with a plan. So I, I hope I, I hope they execute, man. I just hope the plan isn't Brogdon. No. And Brogdon's a good player, but that's when healthy. You know, and when whenever is he healthy. It's like every season it gets – the numbers go down, and they, they, it's like they go down more and more. How many games he plays per season? Nah, man. I just hope we don't. I hope we don't trade out and try to get in and just go for Brogdon. I hope the Knicks don't do something like. If they do something like that, I'm done, man. Yeah, I mean, Keyshawn said Brogdon is the fallback plan. Fallback. If we fall back, that's like we're gonna be like we're gonna need a parachute. You know, so that's how far far back we're gonna be falling. No, but how many times do the Knicks end up going back to their fallback plan? It seems like yeah. it's. A lot seems like it's quite often just the, like the, most. Sully, even the Knicks is the team with the most what ifs I ever seen in sports history. <laughs> Literally, I'm done with the what ifs. Leon Rose better come through within these next two days, or I'm going to talk about how I want him fired at the start of next season. Because you're just sitting on your ass, and I'm kind of getting tired of that. Out after Alfred Payton. For two straight years, then we had Frank Nilakina. I'm over here arguing with Eru about Frank Nilakina being being a, 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 a an eighth man or something. I, then I had to watch Kemba Walker this season get benched, and then uh, I had to deck myself to Alec Burks, and he was getting one assist in a half. Nah, fuck nah. Don't forget the scoreless games. Don't forget the scoreless games. That, that's, man, fuck nah, fuck nah. He bet he better get me a point guard, man. He better get us a point guard. I think we deserve that. You got mad assets, bro. Five first rounds, five first round picks the next couple of years. You know Tibbs ain't playing all of them. 
You're trying to pay. You got to pay quickly after next offseason there, OB. Do, do something right now. It, it's time. No more waiting. Well, Wish wants to talk about Melo. <laughs> Melo in. The, the the thing is, you know, everyone everybody wants Jalen Ivy. If, if we pick Jalen Ivy, then we need to we need like once once we do that, we're gonna empty up a lot of assets. So it's not gonna be okay. Let's wait for Jaden Ivy to develop. No, we no. got Jaden Ivy to come here to be Donovan Mitchell, fam. You need to, you know, we we invested that in you. So the Knicks yeah. are gonna double down every and everything else and bring in those vets like a Melo, maybe like you said, like like a um. You know, uh, the PJ Tucker, that type of guy. We, we're gonna have to start double down on that. Now we're here. This is what we got, and we're going for it. This is our pocket, and that's that's what it is there. So you know, no matter what we do, even if it's not, you know, Jaden Ivy, that next move that we do, that, that that's it. You know, it's no more waiting for next year or and all that other shit. Yeah, and that and then think about the rumors with the Nerlens Noel, the Nerlens Noel stuff. They're trying to move him. You got the rumor today that the Knicks is um Mitchell Robinson is definitely going to resign. Well, praise the Lord, because I was scared about the center position. So that's already covered. So now oh, we got to deal with Mitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's four years, 44. Multi -year. Yeah, it's a multi-year deal. Four years, I think. Mm -hmm. That's good. Good, man. Please, like, uh, like, like, don't make this harder than what it is, man. Just pay the guy. Come on, you paid Sims already. You paid Noel. You know what I mean? Like, just come on. Man. You paid Taj. Come on, man. <laughs> pay the guy, yo. Just pay the guy. Keep it easy. Get what we need, you know. Get try to get more speed. Just make the team like, come on. And we got free agency. Like, let's get to let's get down to business, man. Let's not make this this hard, man. Like, you know it's what I mean? Drawing out, it's like a drawing out thing. Like, you know, you know, you got a girlfriend and stuff like that. You know, you you know, you're not gonna be with her, but you you let that shit drawing out for two three years. Like, <laughs> I should have been dumped this bitch. I'm done done cheating on her and this and that the other, but I'm still with her for like three years. But you know, whatever whatever else associated with that, man. You you got to make a decision. And just move on with your life, you know that that's that's what that's about, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I like to use analogies like that because I say, say like a girl, you with a girl for three years, or whatever. You're wasting your time, and then you know, like um, you, you dump her next thing, next thing you know, um, like a year and a half later, you you get married and and you got a kid. Look, look at all the time you wasted with this person when you could have like um, you know, let it go, whatever, and then just move on. And then like when you do that, you, you're within, you're in your own light, and you're able to see what you want, and then you attract what you want, and then move on with your fucking life. And that's the for a basketball, uh, you know, you know, analogy. That's a championship, you know. So fucking around with Frank Nilakina for five years and all this other shit, we could have been moved on from that and been where we need to be by by now, you know. Right, yo, and that's that's sad. It's just thinking about Nilakina. It just it shows what what it just shows what we could have done better, who we could have drafted better at, at twenty seventeen. Oh, it, 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 it sucks to think about, man. Yeah, people still talking about that motherfucker. They're saying that he's in Dallas. Oh, look at him in Dallas. He got in playoff minutes. Man, if you don't stop that bullshit, that's like five years ago, man. We drafted him five years. I know, that's five years play. wasted, man. Yeah, wasted, yo. Didn't play him. We didn't put him in the starting lineup for shit. You know, just nothing, yo. Yeah. We didn't do nothing with another team. We didn't try to compete with him, win now with him, nothing. You know? No, no plan. That's the problem. And, and then y'all yeah, see you know, on the Reddish news today. So obviously Tibbs don't like Reddish and they looking for a trade for him. But see, I like stuff like that. Just give me a plan. If you don't like the dude, trade the dude somewhere where he can flourish. You know what I'm saying? Get another first round pick back for him. You see the Rockets like him. Okay, give us one of your first round picks. You got Reddish. Yeah, so. instead of holding on to him, you know, with with all this it's like it's and I like him. I like Reddish, but you know, if we're gonna make a move, just make a move, man. Like let's start making moves. 
Yeah, well, say like say like um the Spurs, like with Popovich and stuff. You know, they he actually had um Stephen Jackson on on the team for for like the uh, the first time around. But then like you know Stephen Jackson went on to do what he's gonna do. But it doesn't matter to your team because you're building your team. If if so be it, uh, Stephen Jackson need to leave or like how many guards did they have that went on to do other things, and make money throughout the league? But they had him first. But San Antonio's like, okay, listen, oh, you want your money? Okay, go ahead. We'll go find the next dude. We're gonna we're gonna move on with our franchise. We, we, we're not gonna like stranglehold our cap and stranglehold our, our roster spaces just to appease, you know, what fans are saying or appease what 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 a flip what a player feels. And like it, it's all about the Spurs, fam. You know, uh, how many times did he flip the roster and got like you know, um, you know, whatever Tiger splitter, and you know they had David Robinson before. They constantly flipping the roster all the time. They don't give a fuck because the end result is to get that championship. You know, so you, mm-hmm. you know you're just gonna move accordingly. Times they did that, yo, numerous. Like they, yeah. they was it? It was another dude that they did that with too. I think I don't know. I think it was Tiago splitter. It was a big man, and, and um, or Danny. It was somebody. And Popovich told him, "Yo, go make your money in the free agency market. You go, you know, go get that bag." He told him, "Sure, go get that bag." And they they went to another team. I forgot who it was. Somebody yeah. in the chat could probably tell me, but it was somebody. They had plenty of guards, man. Like, like um, I can't, I can't think of it right now. But they had plenty of guards that went on to make money and stuff. But you know, time moves on. They they actually rebuilt okay. five times, yo, because they, they didn't win back to back championships. They won five championships throughout the course of Tim Duncan and what's the name of them career. You know, yeah. they won five times. So that's five rebuilds they did they had, you know. So that's incredible, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. But the one thing that was consistent, they kept that same core they drafted together. Same core. <laughs> that's they, they weren't all drafted at the same time. No, Tim Duncan was there first, and then a couple years later, you know, Tony got there. A couple years later, you know, you know, Ginobili, I think Ginobili came before Tony. I'm not if I'm not mistaken. And don't forget. Yo, State, don't forget, we was one of the teams that lost to one to them in the first in the first championship of the of that the five you know of having the five rings, we was the first one to go. So if Patrick you if Patrick was healthy, we would have won. That's what I said. You know what's funny? I said that, and now I asked Freezy that, and they said they said no. They said no. Nah, I don't think he because they said Patrick was like he might have been healthy, but at best maybe eighty percent if he could have played 80, 85. So they're like, no. But I'm like, he would. I'm like, he wouldn't neutralize at least Tim Duncan or Dave Robinson. No, I'm like, he wouldn't have an impact. He was like, ah. So, so my rebuttal for that is, we took him to seven with no pat. <laughs> was it seven yeah. or six? Was it seven? Yes, uh, I think it was that- five. We, we won. We won more than more than one game. But, bro, they, yo, they went. Because I think they celebrated in New York. I think didn't they no, celebrate think- in New York? I thought it was San Antonio. I remember I, all I remember was the Spreewell shot. Remember he shot that fadeaway and missed it. That's the last shot I remember. I think it was in New York. It might have been in New York. Might have been. Yeah. In in the in the comment section, I think they went to seven. Nah, they definitely didn't go to seven. We was getting our ass scraped. It could have been, but I remember the Knicks was. I remember the Knicks was very underhanded. He was outmatched. Spreewell did the best he could. KMB in Houston, they did the best they could. Yo, that team was just. It was stacked. Spurs was stacked. They had guys. They had Jaron Jackson's dad. He was on there. Jaron Jackson Sr. Chris yeah. Elliott. Remember, or Sean Elliott, whatever his name was. Malik Malik Rose. Certain guys they had. Yeah, and they had like, Mario yeah. Elliott still on that team. They, they still had a couple yeah, guys, old, real old school guys. Like, there. That's when I was like, yo, who the fuck is this Tim Duncan dude? I'm like, yeah, but he's, he's a basic guy. Yo. He's a basic fundamental guy that knows how to win. I'm like, I like this guy. Over the years, I'm like, I like Tim Duncan. I respect him because it's like he went to war. Like, this guy is a guy that went to war. Whether but, you like him or not. That team, they know how to win, yo. Well, look, look at the difference between what San Antonio did because we both we both made it to the finals that year, right? But look right. what San Antonio did throughout the course of the next ten years compared to what the Knicks did. 
you know, the 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 people that we added, the front office people, the um, that that Patrick Ewing trade was crazy. You know, you know, we we we, we should have just kept him. You know, we we just dumped him for no reason, and we got all these assets and fucked up our money. You know, brought brought um, you know, Layden in here from the Utah Jazz, and you oh, know, then after him Isaiah Thomas. You know, and it it was just bug. We was doing some bug shit during traded. that time. You know, compared to what San Antonio was doing. Remember, right after they traded Patrick Ewing, who they signed? I think they signed who did, they signed Mike Dunleavy in free agency. They signed somebody to some ridiculous contract, like literally right after they traded Ewing. It was a bunch of them. James, they gave the big bag to. Yeah, Jerome James. Jerome James. That was the Patrick Ewing trade from Seattle, I think, right? And they had Chris Dudley. They had Shannon Anderson and Isley, I think, from Jazz. And yeah. Witherspoon. Witherspoon. <laughs> they had um, Othella was Harrington. They Othella Harrington. They was just wilding. I don't know what the hell they was thinking, man. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this? I'm like, and I was young. I'm just like, damn, like, what's going with the Knicks? They never bounced back after that. I'm like, damn. But I stayed a fan. But I'm like, damn, like, these, they suck, yo. Like. Nah, Ralph. It was before. Nah, Ralph. It wasn't Allen Houston, man. It was something that they did. The Knicks did a trade. After they traded Patrick Ewing, they signed somebody for some unreasonable amount of money. And that contract was horrible. And because it was they, Shannon Anderson. Was it Shannon Anderson? Because I think he signed like a five-year deal. We had we had Malik Rose. We had we had a bunch of freaking bums. It's like, what the hell are we doing Yo, was here? It McDice? Yo, was it McDice Day? Nah, it wasn't McDice. We traded for McDice. Yeah, he only played like maybe two, three games for us. Fucking pitiful, yo. It was that's the difference though between that. You know, we we drafted Nene, you know, and a bunch of other guys. We traded those guys for for um. That's that's what we traded for McDice. You know, Cammy went on to have to actually improve his career in Denver. Nene did what he did, you know, but we didn't focus on that. We was just trying to get McDice and get the big star and all that. You know, we we, we just did the wrong thing. We was, we was like chasing like glory. Like after Ewing was like, it's like, damn. Because Ewing played, that was 84 we drafted him. He played up until like 2099. That was after, it was after that finals. It's like, that's like 16, 15 years. It's like, yeah. sheesh. 13 years straight I in the playoffs with that, with that cat. Yeah, I legit like got a co worker who brings up at least once a week why did the Knicks trade Mark Jackson and why didn't we keep? No, he brings up why didn't the Knicks keep Mark Jackson and Rod Strickland? He brings it up once a week, at least once a week. He need to find the G building somewhere in the, in the hospital there. Where, wherever the G building is, he need to apply, see if he can get a residency or something there. Yo, hold on. Yo, you gotta let that shit go, man. You know what I'm saying? All that old shit, you know, the old heads talking about Rod Strickland. Yo, I can't believe they traded Rod Strickland for. Mo cheeks and the young people are like who? Oh man, you know, like who are you talking about? Like damn, man, stay relevant. That that shit happened so long ago. You know, the people oh, still talking man. about that. Those are hurtful moves, though. As a Knicks fan, those are hurtful moves. It's like we just we kept trying to chase a star, like a past the prime star. It's like we were chasing names, yeah. chasing glory, yo. But you know, we we got we got I got guys, you know, let's say like my dad, like my dad's age, you know, our father's age, you know, in the this in their fifties and shit like that. They'll they'll talk about Matt, Bob McAdoo. And things of that, that they go even further than that. So, why the hell did we trade Clive for this guy to Cleveland? Why the hell did we get McAdoo if we had this guy? We didn't even keep him, you know. And then we got they got a Michael Ray Richardson. Why did we keep Michael Ray when we in this? You know, there's so many things that we've done. You know, is Michael Ray still our all-time steals leader in steals? Is it steals? He might be, man. I think so. I think Michael Ray, Michael Ray Richardson, right? Yeah. Okay, I did my homework. Yeah, him and uh Clyde, him and Clyde. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, man. I don't know, man. The Knicks. And you know what? Another problem they did, they kept trying to, they kept trying, and that's what the problem is till today. 
after the Ewing trade, they kept trying to go, um, you know, pause when I say this. They kept trying to go big instead of small. I mean, I mean, in the sense of point guard. They kept trying to go big. Let me get a big. McDice, Jerome James, Eddie Curry, uh, Michael Sweetney. I met Michael Sweetney, too, doing Uber. I met him, too. I had him in the Uber. I dropped, me okay. off, I dropped him off right at the garden. He was going, you know, the garden is um, it's also the railroad. Along right. railroad. So I dropped him off there, and I look, I, I'm like, like, this, this is a tall dude. I'm like, yeah, and I, I looked, I looked him up on um, I think I was like, I think this is Michael Sweetney. He had like bags. He was like, but he was in shape though at the time. Okay. And I'm like, yo, I'm like Michael Sweetney. I'm like, you used to play for the Knicks. He's like, yeah. I'm like, yo, what's up? What up? But I'm like, wow. But anyway, Knicks kept trying to go center, power forward, all star, superstar, you know, and, and instead of getting point guard, man, instead of getting the right guy, we could have had run our test. We got Frederick Weiss. But I mean, I mean, you don't, you say you don't want, you say you don't, you hate hearing that stuff. So I ain't gonna go on, but. No, no, I'm I'm saying like 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 most guys like like me like me and you we, we go back to that we we know we have that knowledge but at least we can still pull it to the present you know guys guys they don't even want to talk about the present they have no clue what's happening with the Knicks now or the NBA in general they just like casual fans but they always bring it back to that to that point like it just happened bro that shit happened 20 30 years ago you know 40 years ago at, at some point it's so shocking I ain't gonna front some of the, the only the only trade I will say. Like all those trades were shocking, right? They was they was terrible. The one that still I will say there's only there's always one that pisses off a Knicks fan, right? For years. The only one that pisses me off for so long was the J.R. Smith and Shumper trade. That's yeah. when Phil Jackson, that was Phil Jackson's first year in the regime. That trade pissed me off so much. The reason I say that for Shumpert, right? When when his name was getting thrown in rumors, the names that was linked to him at the time. You know Rondo when he was when he still had a lot left. Kyle Lowry, there was guys that was linked to Shumpert that I'm like, damn. If we, I would hate to lose Shumpert because we drafted him, but I'm like, damn, we'd be getting something back. We're gonna get a point guard. This Knicks were still looking for a point guard then, still now. I'm yeah. like, I'll take Kyle Lowry though because he, you know, he's playing for the good. Of, he's playing. He's 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 a beast for the Raptors at that time in 2014, 15. I'm like, shit, I'll take Kyle Lowry, man. Fuck it, like if we trade Shumpert, we make the trade, yo. We get Lua Munson and Lance Thomas, yo. You know how mad I was? Yeah, it's crazy. Like, like uh, Phil Jackson basically just dumped him. He, they, they, he just dumped him off. He just didn't know. like him. He traded him more for the fact that he didn't like him and just wanted to get him off the team instead of actual value of what you could get back. JR, he didn't like JR's antics. So I'm like, yo, what the fuck, Phil, yo? Just because you don't like the guys? Like, man, you better have a plan in place. You better, man. Wait, wait, wait. Something about Phil Jackson? No, I was saying how, like, you know, because, like, all these trades happened years ago, right? That you mm -hmm. want, you will mention. A lot mm -hmm. of these trades happened 20 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. I, there's, always a, there's always a trade for us Knicks fans. That's how bad it is, but it's like you got to laugh at it now. There's always a trade that happened that some of us just hate. So, like, we just, we fucking, we just can't let it go. For me, it was the Shumpert and JR trade, you know, when we tried. You know? For me, it's that one because I, I love Shumpert a lot, yo. And I'm like, damn, we we drafted him. And I'm like, in 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 state. Remember, there was names that was linked to this guy, Kyle Lowry, Rondo. There was there was more names I I forgot. There was names like if we made the trade, Knicks fans would have an uproar because we like him because you know the whole Knicks tape shit. And he he loved he loved being on the Knicks. But I'm like, yo, we was actually getting there was talent that was linked to this man's name. And I'm like, yo, when we made that trade, we got back Lua Munson. <laughs> um, Lance Thomas. We got back Lance Thomas, Lua Munson. What's that guy? Alex Kirk? Kirk's something? We got back this the fucking guy from he's a second round pick, a G League, whatever the fuck he, I'm like, yo, how the fuck did that happen, yo? 
how did that happen? That makes me it made me so mad. It made me so mad. I'm like, yo, because I wasn't I was driving, um, I was driving at the time. So when I heard it at the time, it was a three-team trade. I thought we got Reggie Jackson and Deion Waiters. That they went to somewhere else, wherever they went. But I'm thinking, like, okay, we got some excitement in the backcourt at least. We had Calderon on the team. And I like <laughs> to think a good player. Calderon wasn't it for the Knicks at the point guard, yo. He had he just came off a good year, but he had an injury. I'm I like, forgot yo, we had Calderon, man. Like, Jose, I'm like, yo, he's not it right now, yo. The <laughs> Knicks man got Calderon. I'm like, yo, who the fuck did we get back? I'm like, we got back Lance Thomas? I was hot, yo. I was hot, yo. Can I be honest with y'all? You know what Trey had got me hot? That poor Zingas trade, man. That poor. I think I recorded a pod with Die Hard like that same day. It was either Die. I think it was Iru. I recorded a pod that same day. Or me and Iru, I think we recorded a pod like during that week. The reason why that trade hurts so much is because, like you was explaining with the early Knicks of the 2000s, right? I grew up with no draft picks, bro. Isaiah Thomas was trading everything known to man. Even though Isaiah Thomas had a plan. Low-key, he tried. He had a plan. He just Be careful. Be careful. Isaiah Thomas be watching, man. Isaiah Thomas <laughs> called him out one time on Twitter. He was talking shit about Isaiah, and Isaiah <laughs> added him twice. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, what you say, young blood? What you say? Keep your name <laughs> on my mouth, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? No, he's talking about that bad boy Pistons in him, man. Yeah, yeah facts. He, yeah, he came, he came for me. I ain't going to lie. But the point I'm getting at is, you know, I didn't know the reason why we traded Porzingis at first. So when we when it was first reported, I was like, what the fuck are the Knicks doing? <laughs> you trading a seven-foot-three guy who could protect the rim and block shots? What are they doing? Well, so you know, that, you know uh-huh. what? That's a more recent trade. You know what? That kind of – it's kind of like a – it's kind of like a cause and effect of now because, look, Porzingis, okay, I get it. He had the injury. He was that guy. Because it's kind of like a slippery slope. He was that guy that would have attracted a KD and a Kyrie to New York. And you traded him. And you and you and you you told the fans the backup was to clear up space to get those two guys in, in July. And I remember you brought it up. I think you brought it up. Say, I just heard you, I just heard you on a show. I think it was last night with Evil with Evil. Y'all went live last night, Evil? Yeah. 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 They yeah. just brought it up. He said the date and everything. July first was no, it wasn't him. No, it wasn't state. I'm sorry, it was someone else. They said July 1st in 97 degree weather, both of those guys shitted on the Knicks. <laughs> and I remember that because I remember where I was and everything. I was doing Uber and I'm like, I heard it. I heard it in the car. I'm like, damn, everybody was shitting on us, yo. They were shitting on I'm like, damn. And then we got ended up with Randall. And I'm like, I'm like, I like Randall, but I'm like, damn, we just we couldn't but, get none of these guys to even Sully. think about one. We we couldn't even, I'm like, damn, yo. You gotta understand something. When it comes to the multiverse, you can't break the sacred timeline, brother. We <laughs> had to get Randall, bro. We had to. We had to, <laughs> we had to get Randall, yo. We had. You could, think of it like this. Let me put it in another way. I'm, I'm gonna make it sound better. No, nah, no, nah, I'm doing OT today. <laughs> I'm making it sound better. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Good evening. So look, let me break it to you another way. Have a good night. Randall is 24, right? RJ is 19, right? You got left with $74 million in cap space. Get it done. Get it done. That's That sounds better to me than two guys 
both of them, granted, they both max max players. Both, granted, right? But both of them aren't leaders. Both of them ain't win no championship as the one option. They wasn't. <laughs> so you knew that was going to happen. That goes into my championship one, two, three options, right? Durant, what is he? A championship two option. <laughs> what is Kyrie? A championship two option. So we, so we good. I'd rather go with Kyrie. I'd rather go with Randall and RJ every single time. I wasn't mad. Yeah, you know what? I was I was still optimistic about it, but it's just that we got this so hard. I'm like, damn. I'm like, damn. damn, we couldn't even get we couldn't even get a Terry Rozier who was a free agent. We couldn't get nobody. We, I'm like, we need a point guard too. But I wasn't even thinking about a point guard. I'm just thinking about a superstar. I'm like, damn, could we get somebody? We traded away our potential superstar in Port Zingas. I'm like, y'all gotta bring back somebody. Okay, we yeah. got Dennis Smith. I, you know, I like Dennis Smith at the time because that was the last time he played. He was actually balling, you know, that when they made that trade. He was balling. It's like, all right, what are we going to do now? We had DeAndre Jordan, Wesley Matthews. You know, Wesley Matthews got waved. Like, Mike, I'm like, DeAndre Jordan, he's probably out too. You know, they older. So I'm like, what are we going to do? I'm like, damn, all we got was, I'm like, we got Randall. I like, Mar you know what's funny? The most exciting part of that summer might have been Marcus Morris, yo. When we signed Marcus Morris, I'm like, all right, we got a tough guy on the team. I'm like, all right, man. And then it's like, all right, does he take minutes from Knox? It's like, what are we doing, yo? What's going to – and then we got Wayne Ellington. I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, yo, what are we doing? What are we really doing, you know? No, nah, but low-key, right? Let's say if they do that same summer again. So let's flip it around. All you had to do was get – all you had to do was get, excuse me, Julius Randle and Morris. You could have left – you could have not get nobody else. That's what yeah, you had to do. Nobody for this. Nobody for this. Yeah, we we od we we went too hard with, with that. You know, we we needed big men, but we didn't need three <laughs> to tie up the whole salary cap. You know, yeah, that, that's that's where we are now. We at a crossroads right now, right at the moment, right now. We we got the draft. We could we can make this trade, this trade. We can sign this guy, sign that guy. We had we had that crossroads. So the the Knicks could basically do the same thing like we did in those last two trades. Traded Shumpert to to Cleveland with 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 Jr. That destroyed us because we could have easily made a different move and made the playoffs. You know the same thing with, with with the other move that State was saying. Like if if we would have kept if we would have kept KP, we could have flipped it around a different way, and then we would have still been relevant and made the playoffs and this that and the other. You know we, we could have still built with that. But the Knicks they they always figure out a way to chop off the legs to drop us down too far where we don't have to be. But we have a we have we do a good job of of coming back up. You know, and then we just get to that point where we like this, and then uh, we drag us back down again. You know, it's crazy. I gotta, I gotta piggyback that because. I got to piggyback that in two ways. So the Shumpert one, you know, it's funny because Shumpert, I know a lot of motherfuckers like analytics. Shumpert was the second leading scorer on the Knicks at that at that time. He was the second leading scorer behind Melo at that time. Well, he had, he, had, he, had a, he had a stretch of games where he was at least. And it's like, and I'm like, you know, because Shumpert was getting better over the time. Of course, he had his injuries, but he, had a, he was the second leading scorer. So I'm like, yes, you could have flipped him for something better at least, at least. And we probably would have gotten on the right track. You know, that's one. Then you fast forward two years later, two or three years later, you could have drafted Donovan Mitchell and maybe Porzingis doesn't get hurt. Why? Because he has help. He has yeah. a dog in Donovan Mitchell that probably gets the ball as much as he does, gets as many touches. I mean, now Tim Hardaway is not too bad, but Tim Hardaway had an injury. Remember, Tim Hardaway had an injury. They was, Remember, the Knicks was playing good that year. They were starting to figure They figured it out pretty fast. They had uh, Jared Jack. Which I'm—he's not long term. He's not sustainable. 
But, you know, he was doing point guard things. He was setting guys up. They had Ramon Sessions who was playing like garbage. They 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 took Ramon Sessions out the lineup, um, replaced him with Jared Jack. They had a um I don't remember if they had Mitch. They had another big at the time. I can't remember. I think Kylo Quinn still. But Tim Hardaway and Porzingis were starting to make it work. Remember, they lost three games straight. Then they won three games straight. Then they started getting shit together. They started they beat they beat the Cavs, LeBron. They they beat the Jazz. I remember they beat the Raptors. They started beating good teams, the Blazers, the Pacers. They were beating all the competitive teams in, in close games. I'm like, yo, the Knicks might get their shit together. Now, Tim Hardaway gets hurt. Then it's just Paul Zingas. He has to carry the load all by himself. Then the season goes down. Then he injures himself in the Bucks game. Ironically, that I think Tim Hardaway came back in. He finally came back, injures himself in that game, going for a dunk. I think after that dunk, and boom. Now, maybe, I don't know, injuries like that, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But maybe if we had a Donovan Mitchell instead of a Tim Hardaway or just somebody that demands the ball as much as KP or somebody that's a dog or, you know what I'm saying, has that fire in him, maybe KP don't get hurt. I don't know. But at least at least if we traded KP, we would have had a Donovan Mitchell. That's all I can can, can we go before that, though? See, this is this is the, another reason why I, I disagree with you, Wood, that Phil Jackson set the Knicks back. We had to get Phil Jackson. Once again, you can't break the timeline. Without Phil Jackson being here, and Phil wanted to trade Porzingis for Devin Booker, by the way, or Jalen Brown, and James Dolan said no. But without Phil Jackson being the Knicks president, James Dolan would still be interfering. So we had to get Phil Jackson and go through the fucked up years yeah. put us through in order for James Dolan to get the hint. Like yeah. everything. Everything I think everything falls in line, and then it falls in line with Leon Rose too, because we all say here like, "Yo, why Leon Rose is being so damn conservative?" And then in the back of my mind, I always think like, "Yo, this is the same dude that facilitated the Andreas Bargliani trade. He facilitated ah. the, the Carmelo Anthony trade. Remember, CAA used to strong arm us all the time. So maybe he got in his mind like, you know what? Nobody gonna sucker me into any deal anymore. So I." I, I'm, I don't know. That's the angle I keep looking at it when it comes to like Leon Rose and the Knicks and stuff like that. But we had to, we had to get Phil Jackson, man. It was tough, and I, and I remember watching that game, yo. When, yeah, we was hot. We was hot as hell, bro. I remember that too. And I thought we were gonna do damage in the playoffs. I ain't even gonna lie. I thought Tim Hardaway was the next. I thought he was. I thought he was like Mitch Richmond for like for like a month. <laughs> It was, man. Think, you know, things happen for a reason and stuff, man. But, you know, I just got a notification. I don't know if you guys got it, too, from, from Bleacher Report. They they just doubled down on this on this Pistons trade. They're talking about Cam Reddish isn't involved in the mix for number five yeah. for the Pistons. What do you think about that? Oh, I, sacrifice, sacrifices must be made. <laughs> not everybody can get because, you know, you drove Uber. Not everybody can get in the car, man. Listen, there's only a four... You know, four passion the limit. No more, no more than four people. You know, not everybody can get in. You know, and it sucks because I, I like Cam too. But I mean, if if so, if so be it. If it happens, you know. Yeah. One thing is, I don't know if Jaden Ivy will be there at five. So I guess y'all okay with Sharp? Now, now, hold on. Now, they also said that about <laughs> Obi. Now. Oh, oh, now, remember the Obi Toppin draft, right? CAA strong on that draft. Because Cleveland was supposed to pick Obi Toppin. And then it's crazy how a couple of days before that draft, now Cleveland magically loves Isaac Okoro. Mm -hmm. So maybe yeah. CAA behind the scenes, K 
can can um do some moves to get Jaden Ivy to be like, nah, I don't want to be here. And Jaden Ivy's agent, CAA, I think his name is Andrew Mintz. He's Leon Rose's nephew. Obi Toppin's agent is Leon Rose's son. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this deep. Leon, you gotta get it done, bro. <laughs> that's why I don't think. That's why I don't think Obi's out of here. To be honest with you, I don't know. I don't think he's out of here though. But but you gotta take this into account too. I mean, Obi, I mean, Jaden, Jaden Ivey's agent is also Julius Randle's agent, and he's also Alfred Payton's agent. So, so you trying to say Alfred Payton's coming back? That's that's what you're getting at. Go fuck yourself, man. <laughs> That or Julius is out of here, but we don't know that either. Or Julius stays. It's one yeah. or the other. The whole speech and shit about that was just about Alfred Payton coming back to be the point guard. That's what that was about. Yo, if they do that, yo, oh man, that'd be that'd be malpractice, man. <laughs> that'd be tough. Yo, practice on the next day if they get that man back here. Yeah, but you know, getting that number five pick, if if they if let's say you know, because um, if you look at if you look at Detroit, they already got their guards. You know, they, they maybe they might still believe in that French kid. They got Kay Cunningham. You know, they they got their own players over there. They need to take to get rid of too, man. So I mean, maybe they might think that um, you know, getting Cam Reddish is the better idea. You know, to to get like a head start rather than having another developmental project. You know, he might fit their timeline too. Young, right? Yeah. Cam. Yeah, I'm looking at, but you know what else too? It made me think too. Um, us trading with Detroit or even Sacramento, like I mean, not, well, not so much trading, but them drafting their picks, like you got uh, you got Jaden Ivey, you got Matherin, they could also just draft them just to trade them to get value, you know. Right. I got I think about that too. Like the Sacramento may take Keegan Murray, you know, Keegan Murray kind of like it's kind of similar to Harrison Barnes in a way. They may want to trade him or they may want to keep him. Who knows? They may want to get rid of Harrison Barnes just to make Harrison Barnes expendable. You know yeah. what I mean? I think it's things like certain things like. Pistons could take a Matherin or a Sharp just to make a, a Killian Hayes expendable or yeah. somebody else, maybe Isaiah Stewart. Some, they, they might get rid of somebody. Somebody over there is getting out of it. Oh, Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant's also expendable. So yeah. a Keegan Murray could fill a void for a Jeremy Grant. You know what I mean? He could a power forward. He's a small ball four. He's a three. Yeah. And they got Sadiq Bey. So they may go in that route. So it, it, certain guys will be made. That's why, that's why you got to – it's going to be interesting on draft night, you know, and I just hope – I hope the luck – Falls to us at eleven. We're never in the right position to just be set with our move. And even if we wasn't number three or number four, I'd still be nervous. But I'd rather be there than eleven. You know, than hoping that things go right. Yeah, definitely. Well, you, you brought up a point too. Like, like every every so often, teams make trades for no reason. They say like, um, like Stephon Marbury back in the days, they trade at draft night. They traded him for Ray Allen. Like, why did they do that? You know, they 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 when both when that team that drafted whoever first. They could have just drafted the other player first. Why did they make the trade? So if, same thing like this with Keegan Murray. Like, like they also did it with Trey Young and um and uh, what's the name Luka Doncic. So like, why did they make that trade when they could have just drafted the guy they wanted, you know, initially? But people, you know, these 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 franchises they do things for a reason. There's there's other stuff going on. Like you talking about CAA agents are involved. Guys got to get paid, you know. So they'll do stuff for that reason too. So you know, we, we have the inside track. So hopefully, you know, hopefully something like that happens, man. That, that, that's why I put it up there because like the, the that um that five pick for Detroit it's kind of like dangling I, I I could see um you know the Kings uh drafting like um Keegan Murray like you said and then you know Ivy falling down to fifth and then everything just works out that that way you know and then then we'll do something for them on the back end where everybody gets paid you know right all right yeah that too yeah yeah you're right that right yeah Sacramento and ADC said he said in the chat yeah Sacramento can also trade. Can also pick Shaden Sharp, even though they probably wouldn't even need him. Or maybe they can 
they have the power. They could choose a direction after that. They that can make De'Aaron Fox expendable. You can get some value back for De'Aaron Fox. You know, you yeah. just trade for Sabonis, so I'm sure you don't want to trade him <laughs> right now. I don't know. Sacramento's pretty iffy like that. So yeah, it's all types of moves that could be made after the fact. Free agency is after that. So there's moves that can be made, yo. Yeah. There's, there's things that can happen. Nick, I mean, you said what's that? No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead, Sally. No, I was gonna say, um, it's just my Knicks, we're not in a position to just draft any guy and trade them and make anybody. Well, actually, I'm sorry. We 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 can make guys expendable, but I think we should draft what we should draft. But uh we're not in a position like that where we uh where we got it like that, man. The, the, we need the, to start picking. And I'm surprised that Griffin got is higher again. I thought he would have been lower. So he's he might fall to seven. I think the, the the position that the Sacramento Kings is in, they're in like a weird position, and they're in a position like that I would never want to be in. You basically have a young star who's paid already, right? So now he's currently on his, his first max. Then you just traded for another young stud, right, in Sabonis. So you got two guys who's making above $20 million on your roster, who's under 26 years old. I mean, who's under 28 years old. They're both good. And then you got the fourth pick, right? But then you got to take into account your franchise hasn't made the playoffs since I was a virgin. (laughs) (laughs) That was 17 years ago. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't made the playoffs in 17 years and you're an owner of that team, you don't give a fuck about no number four pick coming in here and developing which you, when you just paid out this guy and you just traded Halliburton, which is a stain on your franchise, for Sabonis. So I think it would behoove them to want to move the fourth pick back. But it was also reported that um, Indiana offered them the sixth pick and two future first, and the Kings declined that pick. So that tells me the Kings want a win-now player a la Julius Randle. They want to win now vet. A la you could take Alec, you could take Alec Burks or Evan Fournier. Mm-hmm. And they want a young player. Okay, you motherfuckers can have Cam Reddish, you would take Quinn Grimes, you take Obi, you take any one of them motherfuckers. And you could take three first round picks. And you can have and you give us Harrison Barnes in the fourth pick. Oh yeah. See, state we thinking alike. I was just saying, at least give us Harrison Barnes. Let's get a wing and we'll take it from there. Yeah, man. I, listen, I love I love Cam Reddish, but I love the Knicks more, man. And if I, I got to Reddish, Reddish, Reddish ain't stopping me from getting Jaden Knight. Man. Yeah, so yeah. we'll get we'll get Harrison Barnes, Jaden Ivy. It's not like Harrison Barnes is a bad player. I'll take him. He can give us some good minutes and get Ivy. And now you make start making moves. Simple as that. Don't don't make it harder than what it is. Yeah, Simple. definitely. Get Harrison Ivy. Barnes can come off the bench and he can do a little scoring and stuff like that. He's done that before in his career. I would, so, I mean, getting, getting that, somebody like that with the experience and stuff, that all doubles down and helps everything that we're trying to do over here. Yeah, you get new, you get, yeah, exactly. Question. Question. Eru, would you yeah. start Barnes over Obi? It, it all depends, man, because is, is Julius Randle still here? Yeah, is Julius Randle in that trade? Yeah, Julius Randle sent in that trade, but from what you have been saying, because I'm trying to see your ideology with the whole uh, uh, Jaden Ivey is a um, shooting guard thing. So would you still play, would you play Harrison Barnes at the four, play RJ at the three, and then play Ivey at the two? <laughs> no one Tibbs, he put Harrison Barnes in front of Ovi, but 
I mean, I, I wouldn't be mad at it. Barnes is a champion. I mean, you know. I like Barnes. I, I always liked him. Always liked him. So I'm not mad at that at that trade. I'm not I'm not mad at it. Yeah, but Barnes is not going to do nothing like outside of what he does. He's just going to do. He's not going to try to be like Jordan out of nowhere. You know, he's just going to be. He knows what he can do. He's been a been a stud his whole career. He knows what to do. So right. But you know, just to say what you're saying, like like it, it all depends on what the coach sees. You know. Like if if we if we get rid of Julius Randle, Obi Toppin is not a power forward. If you run that route and we're, we're pushing the ball and you know you, you know utilizing our strengths, that's the main thing. That's 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 all we've been saying this whole damn time. Just utilize your strength. If once we get a roster together, if we're if we're utilizing, you know, taking advantage of our strengths on the team, offensively and defensively, then I'm okay with whatever 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 we do. This guy can start. That guy can start. Because because um once they figure it out and it locks in, then the players can get into their role and they can see how it's working. And then winning, of course, if they're winning, and and all this is happening, then then that answers all the questions too, you know. So that, that that's it, really, man. The, 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 the Knicks, like 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 Kelly keeps saying, they're making it too hard, man. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. You're making it so hard. Like just make the move, whatever, and then everything will fall into place. However, it's gonna fall. But 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 the main thing, make the move, but don't give a fuck about fan, uh, uh blowback. You get what I'm saying? Like don't. Don't give a fuck about how we feel when when it comes to like making a trade for like Ivy. Even though I know he better not trade RJ Barrett, or I'm gonna be in front of Madison Square Garden after work waiting for one of those dudes. But besides <laughs> that, don't like don't I don't have no attachments to none of these players on this roster. Go get Jaden Ivy, bro. <laughs> like that's it. I don't care about no quickly starting point guard crap. All this. Nah, man, go get Ivy, man. Go yeah, zero right. thirty out this motherfucker. Drop the the choppers and everybody get out. Go in there and kill Osama bin Laden and bring him and bring him the motherfucker home. You know what I'm saying? Like, however you do it, just get it done, and then we'll we'll deal with the backlash <laughs> after the fact. You know? Yeah, I wonder. I do wonder though. One thing to think about. I wonder if RJ was feeling away about how they how they dealt Cam. Eventually, like in the future, I wonder if he'll think about that. Not not if he's um if he's drinking champagne, you know, with the with the ring going like this, you know what I'm saying? And winning, right? Probably yeah, not. Getting, getting hit in the head with toilet paper at the parade, you know, he won't care about that. Probably not. Yeah, I know that's his boy. He wants him to be, but yeah, yeah. I'd make, if I, if I have to get Ivy, so be it. I make the move. Yeah, man. If we if we're friends, man, I can hit you up on on freaking. You know, on on, my, on one of these okay. things, you know, the telephones. I could just call you on my phone and shit. Fuck it, you know what I'm saying? Right. I don't need to take a shower with you in order in order to be happy. You know, <laughs> you know, and banana boat brothers and shit like that. You know, we, we, I'm trying to win a championship. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. That mean, yeah. I mean, I would hope that that puts uh, Ivy at the one. I would hope that that allows Ivy to run the one. Uh, I would hope so. But right now, we just need a one right now, and um. I would hope that you know we could take it from there. Who who who's your best? Who who you think is the best uh uh two for him for a guy like Ivy that would fit his skill set that's already on our roster or somebody who's realistic that we could get this offseason that's probably in free agency or through trade that could fit next to Ivy. Cause uh, Evan Fournier, fuck him. He he I don't want him starting on my team no more, bro. <laughs> well, He's a driver. He's a more. He's more of a driver. He he gets to the basket, man, like fierce. So driving yeah. type of thing. Only thing with him, he's not. He's 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 not the playmaker you want him to be. I mean, he can learn that. So if he's the playmaker you want him to be, 
I could say a guy like Grimes. If Grimes is not included in that deal, a guy that you can drive and kick out to, RJ himself, a guy that you can kick out to in the corner, you probably want to space the floor at that point. You know, I, I like the idea of having quickly and Ivy together, man. I I, I just see, I, I could just smell the the rubber burning in the, uh, in, the, in Madison Square Garden, man. The, the, the sneakers, they're gonna have to change their sneakers at halftime, you know, because they're gonna be the Knicks gonna be running so much. You got Obi quickly and I and Ivy all running the break. That shit is crazy to me. That too, just the threes, the the speed. Because I will say, Ivy, I mean not Ivy, quickly, like he had, you know, seeing him run the second unit, pretty fun to watch. You know, what I'm saying when the, when the, when the starters couldn't get it done and Tim switched, you know, when he switched up, it was very good to see, man. Because Ivy was playing. I mean, I keep saying Ivy. I'm, I'm saying it like the guy plays already. Quickly, <laughs> you got to speak into his distance. Quickly was he was playing how he's running. He's playing defense. He was pressing. Quickly was playing real hard, yo. Bring, you know, what I'm saying speeding up the pace, getting the ball down court. So it, I will say it will be fun to see. And then you got one guy that can shoot well. You got one guy that can attack well. That's what you need. That's it. Comp- one complements the other. That's what you need. Quickly, quickly, but here's my thing. This is why I don't really like the, the quickly. No, I, I like it in short spurts. I don't like it as a starting lineup, the quickly and, and Ivy backcourt. But I do like it in spurts in a small ball lineup. If if um Obi can play some five, I think that's where you could get even more more dangerous with that. But that hinges on Obi's development. So I hope Obi's in the gym right now. Practicing, and I hope Mitchell Robinson is practicing too. Because if you're targeting a guy like Ivy, the man gonna need space. And I'm already annoyed that Mitchell Robinson, I think he's taken at least he's taken under ten shots outside of the restricted area in four years. He gotta he gotta do something about that. He gotta expand his game. And yeah. Tibbs, finally, Tibbs, whatever fucking playbook he had last season. You got to throw that shit out, man. No, no, I was just about to say, yeah, throw that shit out, please. <laughs> throw that shit out. Cause ain't no, out I don't even want Ivy playing off of RJ. And I love RJ. Give that man the ball. <laughs> yeah. Just let, honestly, let Ivy do him, yo. I, I'm yeah. not going to lie to you. That's how I feel. Let that man do him. Let him do guard things. Let a guard do guard things, yo. And, no. uh, and they, RJ look like the type of dude. He'll defer. He'll be like, oh, nah. All right, go ahead and eat. <laughs> you so, see this guy on the screen, man? This is what I see, Ivy. When I, when I, when I see Ivy play, this is the guy I, I see right here. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, I, I see. Th- this is what I see. I see Ivy coming down the court, driving down the lane, and banging on cats. This is what I see. Yo, you know? he's the rim very fierce, like a, like, a, like a demon, you know? That's what I'm saying. Like, Ivy, I, I will say. That's what I'm saying. I'm not mad if we if we get him. Because I kind of like you get them. Only thing with the Knicks, the only thing with them, I don't want them to miss out just looking at Ivy because it's still not guaranteed. The trade is not in place yet. You still have from now till draft night for it to get, for it to be official. And you got to make that move with the Kings. I mean, we don't know if the Kings draft them. Because my thing is, I'm thinking too, what if they make that move? What if they move up and the team before them gets Ivy? So I'm like, man, that would just suck, yeah. That would fucking suck, man. I mean, you still get talent. You still get talent at that when you move up, though. So I hope the Knicks are doing their homework, but that would that would suck. Yeah. yeah shout out to Stoop videos. We just did uh, a video with with um with Stoop the other night. Well, last night, you know, talking about the draft and stuff like that. This guy, you want to talk about having the fever and can't you know can't stop talking? Stoop is one of those guys. Cully's one of those guys. Me, you know, it's it's just a sickness that, that we have. That's why we on on the screen talking shit right now. 
You know, this is what we do. Man. Yeah, man. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Thanks for um for coming in here. Shout out to everybody, man. I yeah, what's crazy is I'm I'm on my way. I had a I had a bad migraine earlier. I couldn't record earlier. My migraine left my brain at like 10 after I had a couple Tylenols, right? And I'll see a notification on my phone. I'm like, oh, you were, oh, it's Sully. Oh, no, nah, I had to jump. I had to jump on the pod. Man. Yeah, that's why I hit you because you said you had the um the migraine issue. So I so said, let me let me leave you alone. Shit. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with you. Nah, nah, I was good. Nah, I was good by like 10, 10, 10. I popped pop like a couple of uh Tylenols. You know, I had to take some other medicine. I was good to go, man. I wouldn't be at work right now if I started migraine. You kidding me? Yeah. No, um, Lily Phillips. Shout out to Lily Phillips. No, we're just speculating. It just sounds exciting, but no, we're not gonna get we're not gonna get that excited. You know, it's just speculating. The thought of it is exciting, but me, I hurt my I, you know, I hurt my own feelings too much getting excited for you know Nick's talk. So Sully, Sully, let me teach you something, man. <laughs> yo, Eru, remember when I was talking that Cam Reddish, man? And I was just Cam Reddish every day, yo. We gotta get Cam Reddish, man. We getting Cam Reddish. Yo, Sully, we gonna get Ivy, bro. And then we yeah, and then we got Cam. You know what's hey. funny? I was thinking about Cam Reddish the season before. I was thinking about him and Julius is on the M- and most improved season. I'm like, yo, we we could use a guy like Cam Reddish to guard wings and all that. I'm like, that would be good if we get him. And then the next the next season we got him. We traded Kevin Knox in the pick. I'm like, wow, the Knicks really did it. Like, I'm like, they really looked at this guy. I thought I was the only one looking at this guy. I thought nobody wanted this guy except for me, maybe a few other people. And I'm like, wow, we really went and got Cam. So I'm like, man, I would hope. I mean, Ivy gonna cost more though. But I mean, yeah, so be. I got. I got to get ready to get. Uh, you know, to lose one of the guys I like. If it's Cam, then so be it, man. I like. I like Cam, but so be it. Yeah, you know, you you got you just got to be careful what you wish for. You know that type of thing. Because yeah. me, me too. There's certain guys that I wanted in the league. I said I looked at Zach Randolph. Said we will never get a guy like Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph ends up being on on the team. You know, like we I, we need to get like, uh, you know, like David Lee. We would never get David Lee. Next thing we drafting David Lee. You know, same same thing, like these these thought processes and stuff like that. So you just you gotta be very careful what you ask for. Like like state kept at talking about Cam Reddish. The whole fan base talked about Cam Reddish, and then just because we all were on the same page, we got Cam Reddish. You know what I'm saying? So I you know, I, I got the energy now that, that everyone wants JD Ivy on this team. So I, I think you know, because we putting it out there so crazy, I think that that it can't that it just it just possibly could happen, man. You know. But it's all fun. It's all fun. Like, like what, what else would we talk about? We would just be waiting for something to happen. Like back in the days, it was just, yo, I got to get the post. I got to get the daily news so I can read about whatever, whatever. You know, we have to wait for somebody to create something in order for us to, to talk about it. But now we, we we can create our own stuff. We don't have to look for, for something to read or something to go by like that. We just go by our own shit, you know, because we're, we're just as smart as anything else out there too, man. So this is all fun, man. I, I, don't, I don't want... You know, like I'm just I'm talking really to, to Lily Phillips here. It's like you know, it's like all the fairy tales and stuff. But this yeah. is what it is, man. This is not real. This is not real life. You know, this is all speculation. We all having a good time, trying to enjoy, you know, talking about this this stuff, man. This is this is all this is all entertainment. Yes, so. Lily, we know we know that they're tra- we know that they're shopping cam. So it's like we'd be I, I mean I'd be hurt, but I mean I'd get over it. Wait, Eddie C, you said you can't find you'll be devastated. Devastated that what if they trade cam or yeah, something be- else? I'd be devastated at that because I, I, well, I, I would be. I mean, I have to get over that. Like they say, you can't fall. You, we, we, we love the Knicks more. So it's like, it'll probably hurt me for a few days. Though. It might hurt me for a little bit. But once the season starts and I see Ivy, I feel better. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you, you can start making other moves. Okay, you got a guard. You got some type of guard in there. Now you can start making other moves because there's not much in free agency either. 
but free agency should kind of be like easier that you got your guy. It should kind of be like should kind of be like more of a coast, you know. Right. We 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 should be killing it only because the contracts that we signed from last season now they all expiring deals. This is why the eye the, the ball's eyes only on Rose right now. He has to deliver right now. Right it, for him, yeah. Right. Yeah, well, listen, listen, Lily Phillips, don't don't start no shit, man, because I, you know, I, I can make it the show about you for the next half an hour or so. But how, where do we get our sources? We get the same shit sources that you that you have. You got Bleacher Report, you got ESPN, you get all the same notifications we got. I know maybe ten, maybe five, ten minutes ago, you got the same Bleacher Report notification talking about um the Knicks are gonna tr- um t- talking about trading Cam Reddish for the fifth um fifth pick. So we're not pulling these things out of our ass. We just got it off our phone, just like just like you did. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you, um, you, you're making the comments and stuff. Like, I see it. You know, you know, I'm not ignoring you and you know, whatever. So I, you want to be famous. So you, this is this is your fame on, on the show here. You know, you know what I'm saying? We're talking about what's being reported. We're not just pulling shit out of our ass, you know? And if, and if we pull it out of our ass, so what? You know? <laughs> what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's what the show is about, no? That's what I thought. Yeah, uh, you know? I would be too, but Eddie, I'm prepared for it if we don't get him. I got to understand it's the Knicks. And his business, like, nah, 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 nah. I ain't prepared for that, man. I ain't prepared. I'm for prepared. That. If we don't get Ivy, yo, because it's like I never expected us to get Ivy. It was all a pipe dream. I watch. It's a pipe dream, yo. It's a pipe. But it, but I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. With the with the the more the reports come out, it's kind of like seeming like it's more. Come on, Lily, stop. It's more so seeming like it's more and more possible, and it's getting me excited. You know, because I don't mind. I don't mind. There's a lot of guys I don't mind. I, my thing is just don't, don't get no center just to play behind Taj. Please don't get a center, yo. Let's just – let's. It's, it's, guard, it's a guard and wing league. Please don't get no big – if we're not getting the Joel Embiid or a Jokic type player, don't get no center, man. Mark Williams is nice. I get it. He's a, he's a good – he's a good high IQ center, big body, can can play both sides. I get it. Please, please. – <laughs> oh, I just seen something. Ero, you're a funny dude. Uh, please, just like let's just get a guard, yo. Do let's do what we should, man. Let's adapt to the league, get faster, get more up to date. Please, Knicks, just get more up to date. Cause the Knicks could be, we could be just as deadly as the other teams, man. I see it. Yeah, we suck. I get it, but we could be just as good as any other team if we did certain things right. I'm sorry. I see it every game. If we yeah. ran more, we could probably be, we could be deadly. All that being last in pace and all that, it's it's not it's not helping. It's not the '90s. Of course, we want them to be as tough as the '90s, but it's not the '90s no more. We got to speed up this effing pace. Yeah, we got to adapt. We got to get more athletic. Yeah, we could figure it out. Because I mean, even in the '60s, in the '70s, when we won our championships in 1970 and in '73, whenever whenever we won, we won with the fast break. We won with the jump shot. We won passing the ball. You know, we we won playing playing that way. So if they if we could do it in the '70s and then reinvent ourselves in the '90s and whatever, we could do the same thing and reinvent ourselves for the for this era. You know, and win win that way. But just the way that this era does it, you know, we, we can still do it, right? Yo, yeah, right. And it's our tradition. If you look, if you think about it, we were the first team to do that, really, back in the seventies. You know, we were the first team to do it, so we we were like um, originators with that. So we need to get back and um, do what we do best, Nick basketball. You know, find our identity. You know, yeah, and you know what I'm saying. You see the interviews with Ivy. You see him saying, well, it, you know, wait, he knows that this situation is going on. This is. A- You see, <laughs> Paris, yo, Paris, not, not for nothing. Paris Duggar, you know, thank you for the super chat, man. He always throwing two dollars at me, 
you know, but you know, he, he got good takes, very smart dude, you know. So I, I get it, you know. I, 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 get, I get what he's trying to say. I like a Sean Paul, <laughs> a young Sean Paul. That's funny. Like, that's funny. I might have heard that once. <laughs> it's so original, right? <laughs> so original. A light skinned guy, you look like Sean Paul. <laughs> you know, I've heard that plenty of times too, man. When I used to have hair, you know. <laughs> yeah, I used to have dreads, so people used to call me Manny, uh, Manny Ramirez and stuff. You know? And and I and I lived in in um uh, in in what do you call Washington Heights for a couple of years too. Then so when I had the long dress, oh my god, Manny! I'm listen, I'm not Manny. Oh, you know what's funny, Eru? That's why I'm like, yo, in my head, I'm like, yo, Eru got to be a Harlem dude. He gives me the Harlem vibe. And you say you used to live in Washington Heights. I'm like, yo, some I, I knew you had to be. In yes, I'm from East New York though. East New York, Brooklyn, all day long. Yeah, now nah, I, I respect it, man. Yeah. I always thought you was. I always thought you was a Harlem dude. I'm like, yo, he lives in the city somewhere. I know he lives in the city. <laughs> I'm in Harlem, you got the you can't you can't hear the cars honking and in in outside. You can't hear people screaming outside, but he's definitely in Harlem somewhere. He's chilling. You know? That's how. I look at it. And I'm like, yo, state works in a Harlem hospital. That's how I looked at it. Like, I'm like, yo, they both they live in the city life right now. Yeah. Nah, yo, nah, I don't I don't want to work in there. I'll come out of there with an extra arm or something. <laughs> <laughs> See, Drip Moore's from East from East New York. You know. It, you know, from Queens. Anybody from, shout out to Queens. Anybody from Queens in here? No. Well, I'm living in Queens. You know, I I, li- I actually lived in Queens for a little while too. You know, I lived in Queens. I live I lived uptown. I, I live in Washington Heights for a little while. So I live I live a, a couple places. I used to live in Brooklyn too. I used to live in uh, uh Crown Heights. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I miss Brooklyn, man. East New York ain't nothing like East New York. Most people from East New York are just like me for the most part. Real chill, chill cast. You meet them in person, chill. But then all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, what the. I say, oh shit! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What the fuck happened? You know, Brownsville the same way. Flappers, Queens same vibes. You know, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Hey, look, Queens is trash. The <laughs> Queens is trash. Oh, here we go with the, with the ish talk, man. Yeah, Bed Stuy. Got a lot. Of, we got some Bed Stuy's Brownsville. That's what's up. Shout out to Brooklyn, man. It's more most of the most of the uh, most of the content creators is from Brooklyn. Though I will say, so that's yeah. what's up. Brooklyn's definitely representing the gutter, yeah. gritty, the gritty. Um, Gritty, my, my gritty BK fans out there, man. Yeah, no doubt. I got a question for y'all. What the fuck happened to New York ballers, man? Like, why why they no real good basketball players coming from New York no more? Yep. Yeah, so these AAU guys that's like, they're not like, like, uh, I don't know. You know what's funny? I, I feel like they're more so coming from upstate. Like, you see Donovan Mitchell's from New York, but he's like more from, up, he's from Elmsville, Elmsford, New yeah. York. AJ. Even the WNBA players, freaking Sue Bird, I think she's well, she's from Long Island, but then you know it's the same thing. They're just from the outskirts. But you remember yeah. we was talking about hip hop in the beginning of the show. You know, right. like you're saying, like the at a certain point, maybe like halfway through the 2000s, the South just took over and they never right. let go. Same thing happened. Like first, New York, New York was the king of the point guard, right? You know, then out of nowhere, you know, like all like people started going to Kentucky, Duke, you know, just piling up, not just going there. It's like seven top recruits all going to the same school. It's like, come on, when the fuck did this happen? Or like going to like um, Oak Hill Academy, you know, and all these uh, obscure places to go play basketball. Back in the days, guys used to go to Rice. You know, used to go to freaking um, Malloy. You know, Malloy is in, is in my neighborhood. You know, people used to go to Malloy. They used to go to Christ the King. You know, oh, they used to stay I, home. You know, it's funny. I went, I, that's why I went to camp. I went to basketball camp there. Both of them, yeah. Yo, yo want to know what's so crazy? I went to Wadley. I went to Wadley on 114th and um, 8th Avenue. 
no, on between 7th and 8th Avenue. And we used to go to Rice High School before it got shut down. Rice High School, 123rd and Lennox. We used to watch Kimball Walker. And Kimball Walker used to come to Millbank on 118th and 5th and play too. So I played against, when I went to Christ the King, I played against Tobias Harris. Tobias? I went right, I went right at him. He, he, like, yeah, play, play. So how, how tall are you, Cully? About six feet, six one. Okay, okay. Yeah. He was always tall too. Tobias was always tall. I, I feel like he had a little brother, but I can't remember. I went to um what's the name? Son went there too. Speedy Claxton. Remember him? Yeah. His son went to Christ the King. There was a few ballers there that their, their kids went there when I was going there. And um so Speedy, Speedy Claxton's like my era right there. We we we, we kind of came up around the same time. Yeah. Nice. Like those dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I missed those though. Those were good. I was thinking about that. I was talking to somebody on the show, one of them shows. It, it might have been your show or somebody's. We were talking about New York ballers, Archbishop Malloy, because I think Cole Anthony went there. Um, and I'm like, damn, yo, that make, it makes me just think about all the time. Like like you said, when you, when you brought the music, I'm like, damn. Because at the time, when I went to Christ the King, not, not to make it about me, I just want to say this one thing. When I went to Christ the King. about you. What are you talking about? <laughs> when, I, when I get the thumbnail, I'm going to put your face right all over the thumbnail. So get ready for that shit. <laughs> no, but not to like take too much time off the Knicks, but like, when I went there, when I went to Christ the King, because I also went to St. Francis, St. Francis Prep. That was also a high school. I went to basketball camp there. When I went to them schools, the hottest song at the time was Hot in Her, Hot in Here, Nelly. You know, all, all, those songs was hot at the time. It was the summertime of that. And I'm just like, damn, those were good times. Yo. And I was going to camp every day, getting up 8 in the morning, had to be at camp for the whole day. Moms would come pick me up with my brother. They picked me up. And I'm like, yo, those were good times. Like I was... That was like the competitive, like the, uh, I was more competitive when I was younger, and I'm just like, damn, like I've gone, I was going at these guys, and I'm like, I look at, I fast forward, and I'm like, yeah, well, some of these guys went in the NBA. I'm trying to, there's a few other guys I played against, I just can't remember, yo. I'm just trying to remember, but Tobias is the number one one I remember because he was tall. The the best guy that I ever had in front of me was um, Jamal Tinsley. He at the at the time, I, you know, I went to Nazareth. Shout out to Brooklyn. I went to Nazareth. You know, the, Nazareth, Christ the King. You know, St. Francis Prep, mm-hmm. all that stuff. The old rivalry schools and stuff. But you know, Tim um, Tilden is like right up the block. So he was actually going to Tilden, but he wasn't playing for the basketball team. He was just a street dude that was mad nice. So I remember we uh, you right across the street from Nazareth is like a you know it's it's kind of famous. A lot of guys go to play ball there and stuff. So he was there playing. He I remember he had a, he had a black hoodie on, black fatigues, Timberlands. Whatever, and I never got my ass bust that bad by anybody in my life with mm. Timberlands, black hoodie, and whatever. And I don't even think it was wintertime. I think it was like summertime. You know what I'm saying? And he just fucking bust my ass. All kind of tricks, you know, and, and everything with Tim's. And like like I said, you know, he was just so good, but he wasn't even playing for the team. And then what what, what was shocking to me is I saw him on Ohio State on TV. I said, oh, shit, that's the motherfucker from the, from the park and shit. You know, so he probably was the best guy that I ever, ever had in front of me. Eric, Eric Broccoli is another guy. That, that I played against too. Jamal Tinsley, he was like a street bowler. Yeah, yeah. He was a legend. He was a point guard, yo. He's a tough point guard. That yeah. A lot, a lot of people were looking out for him because they know he was nice, so they they gave him opportunities and whatever. His last opportunity was to go to Ohio State, you know, and then he did his thing there. He took advantage. Yeah, he took advantage, and he yeah. ended up. Yeah, he was. He was. Yo, it's funny because there was so many. There was so many good ballers in the early two thousands, yo. Just hoopers. Yeah. Ed Coda, there's a lot, a lot of guys. A lot of guys, though, all from the hood. Like it's like it's like wow. Kenny Satterfield. I don't know if you remember Kenny Satterfield. He was nice too. I heard the name. He played for Cincinnati. He played with um with Kenya Martin and them. Yeah, Kenny Satterfield. He was he was nasty. What about the other guy? Um, you know about Julius Hodge? 
I heard yeah. yo, why does Julius Hodge sound wild for me? I think I heard that name. Yes. He was nice. He was from New York. Yeah. Yes. It sounds page. And there was another dude um that played on the paces too. It wasn't was it Foster? John, not, not, not Bender. The one that was in He Got Game. That was on he was on Ray Allen's team when he was in um college. Oh shit. Travis Best. Travis Best, yes. Yeah. Was he from New York too? I don't think so. No, I don't think he's from New York. He was he might have been tri-state area if I'm not, not mistaken. Yeah, he was solid too. That was another one. Another 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 hooper. Wasn't it RJ Barrett? Remember Andre? Uh, wasn't it um Andre Barrett? He's from the Bronx. Andre Barrett, yes, it was Andre. Hey, Felipe Lopez. He was Felipe not. Lopez. Yeah, we talked about him earlier for Sean Kilpatrick. Yeah, Sean Kilpatrick was another one. Yeah. Felipe Lopez. Chico I think they're talking about me when they said Chico the bars. He's trying, they're trying everybody flaming me in the comments, man. I see it, man, but I'm laughing at it. Yeah, that's that light skin shit, man. I'm with it, man. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody smell like so I just saw the comment. I was laughing at it to myself, man. To my Josh, I like Javias Harris. He said we went to private schools, you know, like like M Court uh like M Court Papa Doc Eight Mile. He's a he's a camp. I didn't go to a private school, he's a, this is a basketball camp, man. Yeah, man, I went against some. I went. I, I went against some ballers, man. It was fun. It was fun. It's fun being young in New York, man. Just hooping. That's definitely a story to have. You definitely, everybody, everybody got to have a story when you was young from New York, man. You got a. You got a story that you met somebody or you played against somebody. Yeah. Got message from Matt. Oh yeah, he is from Mass. You're right. You're right. You're right. You know, a, a ill story for me. One time, I, I was on. Uh, I was going. I was going to the park, and some ball headed white dude walked by, tall and shit, looked weird. So I just, I just kind of like looked at him, and I just went to the park. So when I get to the park, nobody's playing ball, but the park is filled. So I'm like, what, what the fuck is going on? They're like, yo, man, that was Steve Nash. You just walked right past him. I'm like, Steve Nash? He was ball headed. Said, nah, he, I don't know. He shaved his head. That, that's when that, that summer where Steve Nash walking around with a ball head in the summer. He was just oh, pulling yeah. up to parks in, in, in New York City. So I had just missed him. You know, I think I stopped at the store and I, and I, I missed him or whatever. And it's funny because he probably could have went to the Dykeman and probably lit it up, Steve Nash. He probably would have lit yeah. Dykeman up. Probably just, just, just chilling, like just on a. A pull-up jumper, you know what I mean? Yeah, he used you to play pickup soccer too. He used to play um down in um what do you call um the LES, whatever Chinatown. He used to oh, go play LES. soccer over there too. Lower Manhattan. I've been, begging, I've been begging for RJ Barrett to go to go to the Rucker Parker somewhere, go to Dykeman somewhere, and show you showcase your skills. Yeah, I mean, the last one I did was Trey Burke, right? Trey Burke was the last Nick to do it. Yep. Trey yeah. Burke with a bag. That's when I'm like, oh, okay, he really got a bag. Yo. I'm like, hold, up. I'm like, hold the fuck on, like, and I and I always knew he was balling, but I'm like, whoa, like. I mean, and now Trey Burke, he got he got thrown. He he go getting traded from team to team. But I mean, that's neither here nor there. It is what it is. Yeah, his career is basically just about over anyway. Yeah, you know? but there's a lot of all these NBA players are nice. You know, no matter who we can he was, who we can mention, they all was like extremely on top of the world. And this and this, and they're part of the world. They were the freaking man. You know, at one point, you know, there's so many different stories and stuff. Right. right. Even a guy like you know, you know, you know, Bobito Garcia. Yeah, Bobby yeah. Garcia. Yeah, he was fucking nice, man. Like in the early nineties and stuff like that. I remember coming up, whatever, hear, hearing about this dude, and he was nice too. He could have, he could have made it into the NBA, but he was into, you know, a whole bunch of different things. But he could have made it too. He was nice too. Yo, what about uh, yeah, Joe Hammond? I, Joe Hammond. Yeah, yeah Joe Hammond. Why every time I hear Bobby, Bobbyto, you said Bobbyto Garcia, right? Yeah. Why every time I hear his name, I immediately think of Streets Volume Two. Well, he, he was on um, doing the um, the voiceovers for that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, hip hop wise too, he was part of the whole um, 
you know, underground radio stuff where he, he broke a lot of artists like Biggie and all those guys on the college radio and the I early was 90s. DJ Red Alert when I think of him. Yeah. When I think of Bobito. I always think of DJ Red Alert, yeah. DJ Red Alert and all those guys, they were on the mainstream, but then Bobby Tool, they, they had like their midnight show with the stretch with Stretch Armstrong and all that. That was a crazy era, too. Respect to like that's that's one thing about basketball and just talking about hip hop in general. Everybody's era, you gotta respect people's era, man, because you wasn't there. You can't say, Oh, that shit was trash, or that you mad old and stuff. You gotta you gotta um you gotta appreciate the era. You you, you wasn't there, so you don't really know what's up. I, I could mention certain names, and you guys were okay, cool, cool. But then you when you mention your names, your eyes light up and you you know, whatever. So Respect to the eras. Like let, let, let the people live their story. Let the young people tell their story. You know, guys younger than us. Let them let them tell their story. Let them let them have them. But the same thing, young guys, you know, let let the older cast tell their story too. You know what I'm saying? But we don't have to like bash each other over it. That also reminds me too. You also had N one that was connected. You know, it, all that stuff went hand in hand. Hip hop, N one, NBA, because you know, NBA, you know, there was Kobe. He shout out to Kobe, rest in peace. He came down to Dykeman and balled out. You know, you know what I mean? Was it Dykeman? It was Dykeman, right? No, he, he went to EBC. He was in um at the Rucker. EBC, okay, okay, EBC, okay. That's my mistake. Yeah. My mistake. The Rucker. He went to the Rucker, right? And Rucker. it rained that day. I didn't think like I was gonna go up there, but but it was raining, so I was like, he ain't gonna pop up in the rain. But he still played. He went out there and played in the rain. Yeah, shout out to him for for balling at, at, at the Rucker, the legendary, the legendary, uh, you know, the legendary part. I like I like those old stories. Some people hated that. Yeah, like you said, today's youngins. Would say, oh, it's trash. Nah, I love it, man, because I, I kind of like grew up on it. I grew up being a fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. One of my hip pops had passed away. He was a hooper. He passed away like some years ago. He was a, a bowler. He he introduced me to all that stuff, man. It made me do my research. And yeah, in cold years, a lot of a lot of a lot of NBA players came to the Rucker and lit it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was it was fun. It's was, it was just good to watch. So shout out to the, the, the dude, what is his name, Lil or whatever, that was like trolling us a little earlier. You know, I, I put him on timeout and I guess he left or whatever, right? So, I mean, the thing with him is like he's like, oh, the fantasy. Oh, you guys talking about the fantasy. He's just trolling us, right? So whatever, man. You want to troll, have fun. You know, but the, the, the thing is, all this stuff, the, like when we tell these stories, like people never heard these stories, you know? So it could be entertaining to somebody and make you want to go, like you said, go do your own research or whatever. And then, you know, you have to you have to know your 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 um, past in order to, to get – you know, in order to deal with your future, you say like right now, New York has been losing for like twenty years. As long as hip hop, you know, the down south and all that stuff has been um been out. So I mean, like like you need to know um the roots or whatever in order to to find your your voice because now one 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 section is up. So now you're only following that. Like what happened to your shit? You know, you you had a culture too. You know, same thing with the Knicks. The Knicks had a culture. You know, before we started losing. Well, like, can we get back to that? You know, in in order to go back to that, you have to go past. The twenty years that that we was bad, you have to look back on when we was good and and like um Travis that shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right, yo, exactly. Yo. Those were uh, um JJP said Kobe balled in Harlem when it wasn't gentrified before the Whole Foods. Wasn't there a flea market, a fish market across from Rucker Park at the time? <laughs> it was like a yeah. fish market that was always there for years, yo. Yeah, and you got to get out. over there. That's another thing, Eru. Movies above the rim. You know what I mean? Certain movies, um. You know, refer back to that. It's like it's, it's good times, yo. Yeah, white man can't jump. You know, above the rim. I think is probably like the best basketball movie. I think that's yeah, that's one of my favorite. I love above yeah. the rim, yo. Dwayne Martin, yeah. Marlon Wayne. Shout out to them. My man Tupac, my twin, my birthday twin, uh, Pac. You know what I'm saying? Like those were good times, yo. Good times, good movies, and um, yeah, those those, those are basketball movies that 
and, and it's all linked to uh it's all linked to the to the to the hip hop and yeah to the NBA. Yeah, to our history and stuff like that. The history. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, so Mr. Cully, man, I think I think we're gonna cut it off before state come in because they're gonna pop in and then we're gonna have to start another whole hour or whatever, man. So no, yeah, so, no man. doubt, man. No doubt. Thanks for popping in, man. Like, like I said, this is the first time me and you ever ever spoke to each other. But I feel like I've, I've been I've been speaking to you this whole time. They go stay. <laughs> Can you stay? There you go, right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know, like I feel, I feel like I've been I've been talking to you this whole time, back and forth, man. So that's that's the kinship, you know. You know, um, my man, little 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 Phillips. I hope you're not upset at me, or whatever, man. But but you're interrupting um what's what's happening here, man. You got to see. See what what I'm saying the the vibe the vibe this year like I said like I, I don't know this motherfucker for nothing but I, but I feel like I feel like you know this is my my um we had got the connection with the Knicks or whatever man this it's like you know we all brothers here man so yeah man I shout out Eru for having me on the show man I'm appreciative man it was fun rocking out with him and State you know State had pulled up <laughs> State yeah. pulled up twice now he's in 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 here two in two spots now oh. yeah who's we got somebody else that's what I'm thinking no that's State State is in um is in um in there twice. Yeah, man, it's fun rocking, you know, rocking with y'all, man. Like, I be, I be, I let try to get, I try to listen to every show. No, you're not interrupting, Lily. You know, we, we're all Knicks fans here. We're all Knicks fam. Yeah. You know? Um. Yeah, he got game. Yeah, shout out Boulevard. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was, it's, it's, it's fun rocking on talking Knicks basketball. You know. Yeah. So, state, yo, we, we gonna, we gonna wrap it up, state. You got any, any closing, um, any closing thoughts, man? Closing arguments and shit like that. Go get Jaden Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> Simple as that, right? Just go get Jaden Ivy. <laughs> go get Jaden. Go get Jaden Ivy, man. Yeah. Thank you, B. Willis. Yeah, uh, yeah, Lily. I, I, know, I know you. Shout out, Rob Diaz. Shout out everybody that tuned in, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. Yeah. Y'all up? Y'all basically up here with two. Maybe not visually, but y'all up here with us too. You know what I mean? Shout out, Josh. What did Josh say? Josh said some slick shit, man. Let me look, man. Josh is always saying slick shit, know, man. Yo, shout out to. He's replying to Big Shite. What did Big Shiesty say that Josh agreed and said he is? He probably said I look like somebody. <laughs> okay, never mind. AI was the one who really pushed hip hop. Did he? I guess so. Yeah, I guess. AI, well, you know what it is? AI stuck true to himself. That's what it was. AI was true to himself. Yeah. So that's what that was. Josh works. Josh definitely works for ESPN. I can see him up there now with Stephen A. That was his first nickname in ESPN Josh. Yes, P and I'm gonna start calling him that now. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as he pops in, ten it, ten it, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's funny as hell. Yeah, that's that's how Josh's show. Shout out to you know Josh and Josh's show. Josh does his thing over there, NBK. Yeah. Shout out Josh too. That's how the, that's how the intro for Josh his show should start the controversy. Yeah. Have the ESPN start off. But yeah, man, I'm gonna go get some more wine. <laughs> yeah, I meant to ask you that. What what what, uh, what are you drinking? What uh, what's um... Taylor Port, man? Taylorport. Okay. <laughs> Not the expensive one, Taylorport, man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm nope. sober now, man. I ain't drinking oh. no <laughs> Keep drinking Taylorport. <laughs> Keep drinking Taylorport. Go ahead. <laughs> now nah, I'm, I'm gonna leave it alone till July 4th, man. I'm trying not to drink. I'm only drinking because it was in the cage. I wasn't gonna drink tonight, but when when you asked me, I'm like, man, fuck, I'll get some wine. But I'm gonna chill out all the way until July 4th, man. I'm trying to, you know, change my diet a little more. Stop drinking. I because I'm alcoholic at times, so I'm trying to stay off it and just yeah. work out, you know. So. Yeah, I, I gave up alcohol for the for this year because I'm supposed to be training for the New York City Marathon. I literally got to start training like ASAP because I'm reaching a point where where I have to start 
you know, physically training every single day for that, for it, you know what I'm saying? Because you need 18 weeks straight training for it. So I'm not going to drink until I pass the finish line. When I pass the finish line, you know, just, um, you know, keep an eye out, you know, in the local hospitals and stuff like that, because I might pull up somewhere, you know, you know, without my ID or something yeah. fucked up. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I didn't want to say, I didn't want to say out of breath. You might pull up, you might need a, you know. Uh, I might be butt naked, you know, with a bottle of uh, that shit you drinking in my hand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Teleport keeps you right, man. I'm about to have some more. I'm gonna chill out for a while, man. Yeah. All right, man. So before I get in my feelings again, you know, like like Lily Lily Phillips is saying, I'm in my feelings, right? So we're gonna say um, good night to the chat. Thanks for tuning in, um, Yo, Lily. Yeah. Lily, um, please subscribe. Come back, man, so we could talk some Knicks. Get to know me too, you know, because yeah. you know, it, it, it is what it is. We all we all family when it when it comes down to it. Allah wise. Shout out to Allah. Shout out to Allah wise. Bodega. You know, it's another thing. I am Gerald said I ain't give up nothing. Drinks are fun. Draft night, I may drink too. I'm gonna try not to. Draft night is one of those nights too where I gotta drink heavy. So I'm gonna try to chill out. Maybe Thursdays are 50-50. Nah, draft night, I will not be sober, bro. <laughs> yeah, because I gotta I gotta be I gotta I need some I need something when I, if they because if the Knicks make me mad, I gotta I gotta be some type of drunk man so so they can put me to sleep. <laughs> You know, I gotta, I'm gonna be the only one sober. If if you watch some sim show, because I'm gonna be there for um Atlantic City, whatever. So if you, if you're there and you watch the crowd, you're gonna see me just like this. Everybody's gonna be drunk, and I'm just gonna be like like the only one not drunk. Let's just like, did that just happen? Did that we just do that? You know? Yeah, I gotta be ready. Thank you, Alton Lee. Shout out Boulevard Automatic. Salute, man. We thank y'all for tuning in. Shout out my guys again, Evil and Steve. Pleasure Boy. being on with y'all tonight, man. And salute. Well, we get on again soon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stop. Yeah. So for so first it was stop videos, that was with Sully, man. I appreciate both of you guys, man. Great teammates, Derek Rose, Ty. Not to cut you off, it's Cully, man. Not Sully, it's Cully. Oh, Cully, yo, my fault, man. I'm horrible you with him. You turn him into a seventy year old white man like this, you know, just because he likes it. Now he's seventy years old and white now. God, Cully, man. Like Cully. Yo, yo, alright, yo. I'm gonna see y'all, man. Like a lobster, lobster fisherman and shit now. <laughs> All right, man. I'll see you guys later, man. Thanks for thanks for tuning in. Thanks thanks for popping in, so I mean, Sully. I'm about to call you Sully. Oh, nah, it's all good, bro. Yo, pleasure to be on, man. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Peace, y'all.